Hi everyone and welcome back to the SLTD Roundtable podcast. Today we are bringing you our NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver predictions for night one and night two ahead of what is probably going to be tomorrow night, it's depending on when you're listening to this, um, big shows. So uh, I'm Adam, um, Ty is not with us today, Ty has sent over his predictions instead, so I am once again at the tiller and I still don't know what a tiller is, um, but I'm going to send it around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. Three people you've probably heard quite recently and one extra special guest. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with young Tom. Go on, Tom. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm Tom on the name of War Talk. It's finally good to put a name to a face under this uh, podcasting uh, section of SLTD. Um, I cover NXT and finally doing a audio to my mindset is pretty exciting for me. And I'm pretty sure with the rest of us here, it's going to be a pretty lengthy and juicy episode. Let's just say that. But um, I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to it. And let's hope that, I don't know, Bailey returns, drop kicks Io Shirai, and then becomes NXT Men's Champion. What? Okay. What? <laughs> Ding dong. Hello. Yeah. Uh, Mike, go on. Go ahead. Uh, hi, uh, Mike. Uh, I am uh, mouthing off with Mike JC on SLT Wrestling. I do the AEW Dynamite reviews, and I also have my own website, MikeJCOnWrestling.com, where I talk about everything wrestling. And uh, yeah, excited to be here to talk about TakeOver. Uh, Alan? Hi, I'm Alan. I'm known as Cantastic, uh, also writes for Cantastic Wrestle talk on SLTD wrestling, mostly covering Impact Wrestling lately. Trying to do a weekly review. Not sure if I have to cover every segment on that show, no matter how trivial it is. Maybe I just have too much opinions on everything. Um, still trying to refine it so far. And I also write on various wrestling topics uh, here and there for across all platforms and all shows. Good stuff. And finally, Callum. Yeah, me again. I'm the wrestling brain of SLTD Wrestling, and I've been writing the TakeOver prediction articles now for around six years, and it's been good to see three new faces to the podcast. Tom wasn't born six years ago. Oh, I was uh, 12. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, I'm um, usually the youngest one on the podcast, so it's quite nice to feel old. This is it. Fresh me. Yeah. Oh, change. Um... Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're essentially going to give you, as it says on the tin, our NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver predictions. We're going to do night one first, obviously, and then we're going to do night two. We're going to tally them up, and we're going to see if we can give you an official SLTD TakeOver prediction chart, grid, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and yeah, we're just going to talk NXT TakeOver, because I think, to be honest, we're all looking forward to it. It was like two good shows back-to-back, um, which... Good for us, actually, in the UK, that it makes no difference to us. We can watch both nights on the on the WWE Network. Um, you guys in America have to split between the USA and Peacock. Yeah. Uh, well, I I believe I'm the only American here, and um, yeah, uh, the first night is on USA Network, and the second night is on Peacock. But I've been I I got a VPN so. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully uh, okay. that hopefully that works and I can still use the network. Hopefully, 
because Peacock sucks. <laughs> it's really bad. It's like, can you imagine um, for Callum and Tom, like WWE Network going onto like BBC iPlayer or the ITV yeah. Hub? <laughs> like, do you have a TV license? <laughs> yes, of course Habits. I do. <laughs> Britbox. <laughs> yeah, WWE Network on Britbox. Like, oh, oh, just yeah. Anyway, right. Let's get into it. Let's get into night one. So the first match we're going to talk about is. Uh, probably the one that was announced most recently. So this is Kashida versus Pete Dunne. No stipulation to this one, no title on the line or anything like that. The only thing that's been happening recently is that Pete Dunne is claiming that he is the best technical wrestler in the world and he's going up definitely against one of, if not the best technical wrestler in the world in Kashida. Um, I'll give you Ty's prediction just to kick us off on this one. Ty thinks Pete Dunne's going to have this one. Um, and I'll give you mine as well. I think Pete Dunn's got this one too. Um, Callum, what do you think? Yeah, I agree with you and Ty, which is a usual thing for this podcast. And I'm going to say Pete Dunn wins, but it's by nefarious means. So it doesn't prove that he's the best te- technical wrestler in the world. So he has to cheat to win. And then the feud can continue later down the line. Okay. Do you think Owen Larkin's going to pop back up? Are they going to keep him off until Danny Birch is back? I have no idea. I don't really, just, I don't yeah. really care about Birch and Lorcan as a tag team. You know, they weren't booked that well as tag champions, mm. probably because of the the Dusty Cup. They were kind of just off TV, so they're quite forgettable, really. Nice beep, whoever that was. <laughs> that was a honk of agreement. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, Alan, what are you thinking for Kashida versus Pete Dunne? Well. I've been watching Pete Dunne since uh, I think 2017 when he started his uh, long reign as UK champion. And he's one of the guys I do watch in terms of like very technically rounded person with a multifaceted amount of moves. Um, I mean, considering that Dunne is a known commodity in the WWE um, uh, uh, umbrella, that he's a former champion, he's a proven commodity. Unfortunately, Kushida, he hasn't been the champion over here in America. As far as I know, it's mostly his New Japan work people, uh, uh, wrestling fans are familiar with. So I'm going to give this to Pete Dunne. I am going to say I don't think Oni will come out and interfere. Do I think there's some kind of nefarious means? Maybe. But this whole, like, I'm the best technical wrestler thing he's doing, it's very reminiscent to me because I've been watching this product a long time of uh, what Chris Benoit was doing in the early 2000s when he did his uh, heelish turn. And he was saying he's the best technical wrestler. I don't remember whether Chris had any, um, anyone who could match his caliber except maybe Eddie Guerrero, but I don't remember them doing a feud based on this. So I'm very interested to see because... Uh, I've, I've seen what Dunn can do technically, but Kushida, I've seen only a bit so far, even in the last couple of matches he's had with like Johnny Gargano and such. So I, I'm going to give this to Dunn. Um, but yeah, this will be a very uh, interesting technical display, I think. Mm, definitely. Totally agree. Uh, Mike, who are you taking for this one? I am also going to take Pete Dunn. Um this is pretty uh this is wwe booking to a t like they start these random feuds and like battle royals and stuff and the face gets the upper hand before the match and the heel wins the match 
that's just it's what they do they do it all the time you know uh Kushida had the the hoverboard lock on when they got eliminated and they had to pull the refs off of them and just the fact that the match is happening literally because of that um Pete Dunn's gonna get the upper hand. He's gonna find a way because he always finds a way. He's he's a hell of a wrestler, and the bitter end is an amazing finisher. Tom, I'm gonna assume you're gonna say Pete Dunn. I've got yeah, a bit more logic behind it. Okay. I'm hoping well, then. I'm hoping that this feud is a way of getting done more than a mic as a hill. Because I feel like he's been very much well with Pat McAfee. He's been the muscle, but he's not been that much of a talker. And I, I'm pretty sure that given given him the right amount of time, that they are slowly building him towards one of the top hills in NXT. And being good on the mic is one of them. That that's it just needs to happen, just because of how good. Uh, I'm sorry, how much NXT is based around promos and uh, WWE as a whole. So I feel like this feud will. It won't be a feud. It'll be a one-off match. Um, I feel like I thought at first it's going to make Kushida look strong, um, even though he's lost, but they should have done that a year ago. I feel like Kushida's time in NXT is slowly coming to an end because they've not got much for him anymore. Um, I don't know whether he'll get called up or not. I, I've not put that down, but I do think it's done. But I think the... I'm the best technical wrestler will continue, just not with Kushida. I feel like Kushida will show uh, promise, potentially might get a North American title shot in the future, but I don't think anything's going to come off it for him. So I just think it's going to be a plain, simple, done victory. Yeah, that's pretty unanimous then. I don't know about you guys. WWE seems to have an issue with Japanese wrestlers. They never mm. know what to do with them. Mm. Shinsuke mm. aside, even though really Shinsuke on the main roster isn't Shinsuke in NXT. Um, but, you know, I just think back to people like Tajiri, um, even, you know, Akio and, um, was it Sanada, who were... Yoshitatsu as well. Yeah, Yoshitatsu. Um, you know, Kushida, Hideo Itami. For whatever reason, something just doesn't click with WWE and Japanese wrestlers. And I think if this was Kushida, New Japan Kushida versus, you know, NXT Pete Dunne, we might have a bit more of a discussion, but... I, I think it's also the lack of managers and Mm -hmm. lack of English promos. So that they, they look at that and they say like, Oh, you can't tell, you can't cut a promo. So why am I going to bother even putting you in a top level feud? That's the point of having managers and they don't have enough of those. So it's, it's like all of those people that you listed for the most part, I mean, other than Akio and Sakota, uh, <laughs> are are pretty much you know could have could be or could have been big stars in WWE. So yeah, it, it's 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 a shame because there's a, there's um a thing that goes around about teaching and differentiation things like that. I'm probably going to paraphrase and get the wrong animals here, <laughs> but it's something along the lines of if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it's never going to do it, is it? And you're judging a Japanese wrestler who speaks Japanese on his ability to cut an English language promo. Like, if you take Brock Lesnar and say to Brock Lesnar, we're going to put you in New Japan, but you're only going to succeed if you can cut a promo in Japanese, 
he ain't cutting a promo in Japanese, is he? So it's not going to last very long. Um, okay. So although it's, move- um, although it's kind of interesting what they are doing with uh, Zaya Lee and Boa and mm-hmm. Tian Sha, they don't, it's like, you know, I'm just speaking from personal experience because I'm Chinese, obviously, Chinese for listeners who can't see me. Um, <laughs> It's like I, I've never. I, it, they're the first kind of Chinese professional wrestlers I've seen anywhere, um, out in the main in the main uh, wrestling market. Um, now it's kind of corny the way they're they're packaging them as this sort of like uh, disciples of this thousand year old dragon, gold demon or whatever it is that it's selling. But it's it seems to be like going. I mean, it it seems to be resonating a little bit. It's hard to tell with without live fans, but. I don't know. It's maybe just uh, maybe the best way to like market somebody like a Japanese, like a foreign wrestler, other someone who's not American or Western, is to like find some kind of weird gimmicky gimmicky way to like market them. But I don't know. That's just it's just I think it's well, just different with uh, the Chinese. Just for I mean, just Japanese. for context, I mean, like on AEW, for example, Pentagon barely speaks English, and they have the Spanish commentator translating for him and coming off as a heel manager they can easily do something like that and it's not difficult to to try something like that they just don't try yeah they're yeah. not very accommodating are they is the issue no. um okay let's move into uh probably a match that was linked to that last match the uh, gauntlet eliminator to, to, to determine the number one contender for the NXT North American Championship. So whoever wins this match is facing current champion Johnny Gargano on night two. Uh, so the competitors in this match are Leon Ruff, Isaiah Swerve Scott, Bronson Reed, Cameron Grimes, Dexter Loomis, and L.A. Knight. Uh, Ty has gone with L.A. Knight. Um, Callum, who have you gone with? I'm shocked by that prediction. <laughs> and for the first time ever, I will not be agreeing with Ty. Okay, why does uh, it shock you in the first place? Let's go. From well, you there. know, he, you know, he won the the battle royal, and that rarely ever means that the person who wins a match previously goes on to win the next one. Yeah. Um, but first, like, why isn't Austin Theory in this match? You know, why why isn't Roderick Strong in the match? I mean, you know? my guy Roddy. Well, Come oh, on! No. I mean, he walked off. Adam, did they, you see? They, he just they did. They did give reason why. Man, a mojo, I guess. Ro- you know? Roderick Strong just went home, and oh, Austin Theory God. forgot how a battle royal works. I mean, that so... was really, really stupid. It was <laughs> a good. It was a good I, character. When bit. I saw I that, I was expecting some <laughs> really encounter, but he's like, "I've got it, nip up," and then, oh, I'm on my own. Yeah, it, I mean, it was funny. It was funny, and that's fine, but was it necessary? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and oh, there lies theory. the problem. And there lies the problem. Um, who have you picked then, Colm? So I'm going with Dexter Loomis. Okay. You know, that seems the most obvious choice. He's been feuding with Gargano really since the turn of the year. And, you know, out of everyone else, he is the only, you know, pick that could probably face Gargano. Scott and... Ruffer in a feud of their own, so are Knight and Reed. And Cameron Grimes, you know, being a heel, will not be facing Gargano on night two. So Loomis all the way. And, but if they'd added theory, then at least I would have had some doubt. 
I like your logic, and I can't go against your logic, but I am going to go against your logic when I tell oh. you my pick. Um, <laughs> Alan, who's your pick? Actually, I'm going to agree with Callum. I actually think it is going to be Dexter Loomis as well because, you know, uh, the logic, I mean, it's logical. LA Knight winning the Battle Royal not necessarily means he's going to win this Gauntlet Eliminator. Uh, Ruff and Swerve, they've got their own thing going on. Uh, Reed and Grimes, um, I'm going to use this unfortunate term. I think Bronson Reed at this point is a good hand in NXT. Like he's good in a match. He's good to put in a match when you want to have a decent match, but I don't know where did they have, what anything, what if anything they have for him at this point. And Cameron Grimes, he's just off on his own like thing here right now. Like he's like this whole, I'm a game stock writ billionaire thing is just going to the moon, I think. And I think they got to come up with some natural conclusion to this Dexter Loomis, Johnny Gargano feud. My only question is like when De- if Dexter wins the North American title, like does he, does he actually know what he did? Like, does he even know what the North American title is? Is he going to be like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, he just doesn't look like naturally the guy you'd think that would be like carrying around a championship. It's just, I mean, I mean, his, I don't, I get his old gimmick. It's like the, uh, it's like that Dexter character from that, show the serial killer who's like the the mortician from the police department so well i mean that, i would that character I think the title charisma. range from dexter would be incredibly interesting just wondering how that's going to be pulled off but yeah i don't know yeah so i'm going to go with loomis okay I think, yeah see ya go on mike i mean going by that comparison dexter the character on the show had charisma this Dexter does not. <laughs> okay. he, he, doesn't even, he doesn't even <laughs> talk. Um, but see, I actually think Bronson Reed could win this because out of everybody, I mean, like, like you said, go, going down the line, Leon Ruff and Swerve Scott are feuding with each other. So that's probably going to continue. LA Knight, as we've all mentioned, was the last you know, the winner of that battle royal. So in turn, he's not going to win here. Dexter Loomis. The thing with Dexter Loomis is his character is so like out there that he doesn't need championships. And unfortunately, I don't know what you do with him if there isn't going to be some kind of character development. So to put him in a championship match and for him to win and then for him to not care about the championship in turn because he doesn't seem to care about anything. Um, Other than drawing. Yeah. I think his I think um, he, I think he'd want to get the title just to draw like in endless portraits of the North American championship. Which, see, I see oh, I could I see that. <laughs> I could see that, but I could also see like Bronson Reed, because they seem to be very high on him as a you know like he's an athletic big guy for you know for a guy his size he's pretty athletic they seem to be pretty high on him they're they're giving him like this godzilla-esque character um i think that i could see him winning here and then like maybe dexter loomis getting involved because of johnny gargano and the thing but um even to, to that extent, Dexter Loomis not getting involved in L.A. Knight causing the distraction because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be a distraction. But yeah, I think it's going to be Bronson Reed. 
Okay. Um, I'm just going to skip Tom for a second just to add some more kind of, I suppose, tension to this. Um, my pick is also Bronson Reed because um, I think he is going to win it and I'm going to share my night two predictions with you yeah. later. Yeah, um, well, that's why I was, yeah. Yeah, so I, I do think, I think Bronson Reed's going to win this. I think ultimately because they seem to be pushing him, they seem to be keen on him. He is going somewhere. I know he's in a feud with LA Knight, but I feel like this would be a per- perfect opportunity for the title to go to Bronson Reed and the Reed-Knight rivalry be about the North American Championship as well after that point. Um, and the only reason why I wanted to just gloss over Tom for a second is because now that means that two of us saying Dexter, two of us are saying Bronson Reed. Tom, who are you saying? I'm the anomaly. Uh, don't shoot me. Cameron Grimes. Okay. And I've... I've thought long and hard about this one because I initially fought LA Knight, but then I thought it doesn't seem logical because he did win the he, he's the gauntlet was successful for him, and the fact that I can't see them strapping a belt onto him that quickly, even though he can maintain it, he's a character, he he can wrestle, he's good in the ring, but for an NXT audience, if you look at someone who's solely from NXT, they don't see that in him so far. Um, I think, yes, it is going to be Hill versus Hill, but I think Grimes, with his character and the direction he's going, he needs this at this moment in time because I've said this for a while since the character changed, I think Grimes is the definition of a North American champion. I think his style and I think the way that he perceives himself, no matter what character he is, is a North American champion. And there's something about well, going through the competitors, as you said, um, there's a few going off of this that can have, what, two or three weeks into it. But I think Cameron Grimes and Gargano, they can... I'm not going to go into my my uh, night two uh, prediction, but I think Grimes being in this spotlight is something that he needs at this moment in time for the character development. Uh, Loomis doesn't need it because, as we said before, he's not championship material you could argue um he's a character and he's 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 captivating but as a champion i don't see what they could do with him and reed i think they will get him into the picture after la night something will happen i don't think i don't and also i was thinking as well if la night goes into night two and loses it's going to be quite negative for him because let's think of it, we've got LA Knight, Bronson Reed um, as contenders. And if both of them do lose to Gargano, it's going to be pretty pretty bad for them in their momentum. And I think Grimes could kind of benefit from both, if you, are, if you can see where I'm coming from. So mm-hmm. I'm picking Cameron Grimes. And if this does work out, then I don't care if I lose, that's a win in my books. <laughs> um, I'm hearing everything you're saying. But for us to put together our SLTD picks, you need to break the tie between Bronson Reed and Dexter Loomis. Reed. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Mike and I will take that. Yeah. To the moon. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Uh, next one. We're going to do the match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. I've said this before. I said it again. This should be a ladder match. 
I, I, I just, I can't, I, I don't know why. I don't know why it's not. Um, I've not felt this strongly about a match being wrong since they did Roxena 2. Um, this <laughs> should be a ladder match. Um, so we've obviously got the winners of the Dusty Classic MSK versus Grizzled Young Veterans versus Legado del Fantasma. Um, Alan, we're going to kick off with you this time. Who do you think is going to leave as NXT Tag Team Champions? I'm going to give a shout out to the boys from Liverpool. I'm going to say it's the <clears throat> grizzled young veterans that will walk away with the NXT Tag Team Championships. Because as much as I like um, Wesley and Nash Carter, because I watched Impact while they were the Rascals, but I mean, they weren't really champions over on that show and they just got here. And as much as I liked seeing them winning the Dusty Cup, like, you know, it's not always an automatic given that you'd win the championship. I mean, you get the title shot and they deservedly get the title shot. But I think like Zach, like Gibson and Drake, they've been, I really like the way they've been pushed. Uh, even way back when Zach Gibson was just competing as a singles guy and he's like, like, I mean, I'm not, I don't understand so much of, about um, like um, the, the British references when they're holding up shoes in the crowds, when there were crowds, when Zach Gibson came out, I, I guess that's some kind of insult. And uh, I like when, when, when Drake and Gibson did this video back when they were in the UK and in Liverpool, I guess Zach was explaining the history of Liverpool and about how, you know, this city would be nothing without me, you know, because I'm like the best thing out of Liverpool. And I was like, this is the best thing ever. So it was like, so I, I really think like these guys like deserve a, a title run because like, I mean, you'd want somebody who put in the work and these guys are also the first ever NXT UK tag team champions. Um, I was a little confused actually at first when they added Legato, but then I think they pinned Breezango, the former champions, a while back. I mean, originally, I thought this was going to be a fatal four-way with Breezango, which I thought would make more sense. But I guess based on that logic, it, it makes sense to have these three teams because they've all gone one up over each other uh, at, at, at some point during the last few weeks. But yeah, I'm going to give it to GYV. And yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Adam, that probably should be a ladder match. Because you're talking about vacant titles, you know, there's no like defending champions you have to take down, right? So that's yeah. my prediction. It makes so much more sense for it to be a ladder match, but it's not. And okay, <clears throat> fine, whatever. Um, the shoes off if you hate Gibson thing uh, is just a chant that someone started one time and then it took off and people just started taking the shoes off whenever Zach Gibson came out. Um, the sort of I was going to use the term racist. I suppose it is racist against Scousers chant that went around a couple of times was, um, where's my car stereo? Just assuming that because I'm Liverpudlians <laughs> in the rink, he's stolen their car stereo. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He's had a, he's had a lot of, <laughs> yeah, Zach Gibson's had a lot of chances where he, in indie shows that I've been to. Um, but, okay, so your pick is GYV. Uh, Mike, what are you saying? Uh, I am also picking GYV. Uh, as Alan pretty much said, um, MSK is just coming in. They're kind of they're they're the perfect team to be like chasing GYV for like a month or two. This is you know this is Triple H loves this kind of stuff. Like the heel wins the title, 
and you got these baby faces that are very clear baby faces that are chasing the title for a while till they finally get their big win down the line and that's probably what this is going to be uh gyv deserves the titles they i mean we all know zach gibson is charisma defined like he's he's great and they're both really amazing in the ring msk amazing in the ring legato del fantasma is pretty good in the ring too but they're just kind of i feel like they're kind of just there they're you know they're just they're lackeys they're not really they're not really doing anything uh they didn't really win a lot to get here so i i feel like they i mean they'll be a nice touch to the match because again they're both they're both very good but yeah it's it's clear to me that gyv is going to win and msk is going to chase for a while to get to their big win because that's just that's that's triple h loves that so yeah fair enough uh okay Tom, what are you saying? Um, I first had MSK down just because I thought they have beat them Dusty Cup final. They've uh, they've had six months success in a short time. But then I, I then thinking about it, when I picked MSK, I was thinking, well, they could have put the titles of Grizzly and Veterans repeatedly. Um, and then I thought for the direction of the tag team division, they do need a standalone heel team because um, we've we've not really had a, like a successful defense of like a, like a team. It's been very much the tag team division has been stupidly unlucky in the past year with injuries or with uh, isolation or whatever whatever you can argue with. And I think Grizzly Young veterans can kind of lead that forward and. As you said, a whole division could be chasing them, but MSK could be leading that chase. And I can, Mike said, I think it makes perfect sense. Have them one month, two months, six months. I think it can make it can make a good product if they're constantly chasing because they, they can do it. Just give them enough time to settle in. So my final pick is um, Grizzly Young Veterans. You've, you've changed me. You've... I did think it was going to be MSK. I genuinely did think because of the push that they've been having so far and logical sense. But then I've also been thinking it makes more sense for the future if they're going to have a division built around a hill team than a face team. I just, uh, yeah. So Grizzly Young Veterans is my choice. Yeah, can't argue. Um, I'll just get straight to it. GYV are my choice. Um Again, I think I looked at it and I just thought I I I saw this as a an almost like a placeholder match, not a placeholder, a replacement match of I think this probably would have ended up being MSK versus Birch and Larkin had Danny Birch not been injured. So then I thought, well, surely MSK is still going to win the tag titles then. But there's just something about this match and the fact that Legado were in it as well um, that actually. I I in my head I prefer the GYV as champions with MSK chasing them feud rivalry whatever we get over the summer rather than the MSK champions mm. and GYV are just the team that for whatever reason just keep failing and can't get it done and I think with someone like Zach Gibson as Mike mentioned he is charisma personified his mic skills are absolutely fantastic and 
he is going to be on fire and hated as the guy who goes, I told you we were going to be recognized as NXT tag team champions. And I think there's going to be so much more that you can get out of that. So GYV is my pick. Callum, I'm going to assume that you're not an anomaly. Uh, your- yeah, I am. I assume because of his best pal, Zach, Zach Gibson, Ty has gone for GYV as well. He did, yes, he did. So so all five of you have done some really good convincing. And then I remembered that Zach Gibson is a Liverpool fan and I can never back a Liverpool fan in anything. That's my, <laughs> that's sporting, that's my sporting loyalty for you. Um, I'm going to go with MSK because I imagined they were going to win the tag titles here anyway if they were going to face Birch and Lorcan. So I don't really see the point of them changing the plans. Um and putting the titles on GYV. And again, GYV are Liverpool fans, so I can never back them. So MSK all the way. Oh. Well, if you think about it, because, you know, whenever they they have like an injury replacement or something, they always, they, they, they don't tell you, but they, they, what they say is the replacement always has to be bigger than the, you know, bigger than the original. So mm. to think like the obvious choice would be, oh, MSK was winning anyway. That's the whole reason why GYV will win. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I am, <laughs> I'm fully expecting me to be wrong, but because of Zach Gibson, <laughs> I, can't, I can't put money on him or virtual money on him. I love, just to say, I love Liverpool as a city, but I don't love Liverpool as a football club. Oh, just bringing sports politics in here. So I, I wanted to bring right. up another point that Adam said that this should be a ladder match. And the other reason for that making sense because I've always wondered why triple threat tag team matches, you can only have two guys from two teams be in the ring. Like if this is a triple threat match, why don't we just have like all three of like teams competing in the ring and they they just tag each other, tag their own partners. And see, I I completely, I've been saying that for a while and I completely agree. I think the reason why they only have two people in the ring is because of the, you know, the, the drama that can ensue when like somebody steals a pin or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, Oh, uh, you know what? I mean, in this case, we don't have defending champions, but if the defending champions are not pinned, it's like, Oh, they can just get another shot because they technically didn't lose the, but in this case, that's, you know, I don't know if that it's going to go that way. Cause I mean, recently i've seen triple threat tag matches where they had three people in the ring so i don't know yeah some promotions do use the you know they'll have three people in the ring and they'll tag out to their part and this kind of thing yeah um the weirdest rule of, of tag sort of rules i suppose are tagging in and out of a match that i ever saw this is a side note completely i went to a tna house show in 2010 and there was a fatal four-way world title match between, I think it was AJ Hernandez, Samoa Joe, and possibly Christopher Daniels. And for whatever reason, two of them were on the ring apron and they were tagging <laughs> in and out of a fatal four-way. It's like, it's a fatal four-way match. What are you doing? And again, to talk yeah. ladders, it was advertised as a ladder match. And then AJ yeah. came out and went, nah, I don't want ladders because he was a heat of champion at the time. So they didn't do the ladder match. Like, like even about- worse. Sorry, even, I, I was just going to add, even worse, like in like Lucha Libre, you can just go back. Like if your partner goes out of the ring, you can just go in the ring and you're legal now. Like that's, that's worse. 
You're talking yeah. about the company that came up with the concept of the reverse battle royal. So I know. Like, <laughs> and, and, and Elevation X. Early TNA, right? And Elevation X, where the point was to climb a, an apparatus and then fall off of it to lose. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> hey, everybody! You realize falling twenty feet is not a work, right? You realize we're actually gonna fall twenty feet and land on the floor. <laughs> what? I never do that. What? What? Elevation X is yeah, it's it's crazy. Like some of the spots in that in that kind of match is like. But then again, going, I know who we can put in the first one. You know the guy who does a running finisher. Rhino, his finish is a goal. Let's have him run across metal, uh, these yeah. thin metal frames. <laughs> oh dear, right. Uh, where are we now? NXT UK title match. Okay, so you've got the champion Walter versus Tommaso Champion, uh, Champion, Champa. Um, I don't know about you guys, I think this is pretty cut and dry. Um, yeah, Champa. So, oh, oh, sorry, oh, God. God. No, I'm joking. Oh, oh. um, <laughs> and the re- the reason why I will say it's cut and dry. All right. So, um, Mike is going to kick us off on this one in just a second, is because I don't know how well familiar you guys are with the NXT UK product, but the day after NXT Stand and Deliver Night One, where Champa and Walter are facing for the title, they've announced that Walter is defending the title against Rampage Mm. in NXT UK Prelude. So you're like, well, how does that work? (laughs) And they they already taped the match. Oh, God. (laughs) And they already taped the match. So (laughs) Sorry, kids. Should we all just get this prediction? I mean, I I can offer my opinion. It's it's very obvious to me that Walter... Everybody knows by now, Walt. The reason Walter is still the UK champion at this point is because he doesn't want to move to the US. He wants to stay in. I believe he lives in Germany, right? Um, and that's why he's probably never going to be on Raw or never going to be on SmackDown, and probably never be on NXT US for that matter for a long period of time. He's here because he had the ability to be here. And they needed a big match for Ciampa because whatever they were going to do with him and Thatcher got thrown out. Um, It's very, and that other match is happening the day after. So uh, yeah, Walter's going to retain. I, I assume that, uh, I mean, there's nobody else for him to beat over in UK. He's literally beat everybody. He's been the champion for like two and a half years. Mm. Like he's, yeah. Uh, I mean, if I think that got extended because of the pandemic. I mean, yeah. that's an unfortunate. Well, yeah. I mean, I think he probably would have been, I mean, he was supposed yeah. to face Finn Balor. Right. Last, last April. Yeah. So. That's a good day. Yeah. Take so, over the one. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, depending yeah. on how long Walter stays in the U- U.S., that might be his next feud with Finn Balor. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm getting ahead yeah. of myself. Like <laughs> but, I mean, I could totally see that, but yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, that is if he beats Rampage. I don't. We, you know, but I mean, 
this whole booking of Walter's title reign, obviously he's dominant, you know, all that kind of stuff. You want to get that across, but if he was going to drop the title, he would have dropped it to Ilya Dragunov. I oh, think. yeah, definitely. I was about to say um, that. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, and that match, that that match was crazy good, and like if to not do the change there, I mean, even that, even that Tyler Bate match that went like over sixty minutes was like, mm. like if you're not going to change it there, like just have Walter be the champion forever. Yeah, yeah. I feel like, like with 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 NXT UK at the minute they're kind of floundering a little bit because they don't want to pull the trigger on too much stuff because they're without yeah. a crowd and all this kind of stuff, but then they can't let people go yet. So I think that Tyler Bate, without the pandemic, would have been been in Orlando already, because yeah. the whole thing of NXT Takeover Blackpool Two were Triple H and Regal were there watching his match mm. with George Devlin, and they're, oh, they're yeah. all kind of like nodding their heads and things like that. Um, I well, think yeah. it would have gone straight over, but yeah, exactly. And like I could like Mustache Mountain would probably be like mainstays in the tag division. Or, you know, t- obviously Tyler Bate is very young still. He's like 23. Mm. So he's going to have loads of potential that he doesn't even have yet, like to be a single star. Yeah. And, but yeah, I, I mean, as far as this match, Walter is, pro- is going to win. I mean, they're not going to record another match for Ciampa to face <laughs> Rampage. So. Mm-hmm. Because that's the other side of the story, isn't it? I can't imagine Champa willingly going, Yeah, I'll go to NXT UK. Yeah. Like, he yeah. doesn't want to go to Raw or SmackDown, never mind NXT UK. So, yeah, exactly. Um, I, shall we just nip this one in the bud a little bit? And just I just want to add one thing. Um, uh, can I, is everyone voting for Ch- Walter? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> go on, Tom. I just, I wish. Because when I was watching when when Volta came out, I I popped hugely just because there was the images of the plane coming from the UK to the US and thinking, okay, that's definitely clear Volta maybe, but then when he came out and the sheer the spectacle of it, so the visual element of it, it was beautiful because you had the massive X and you had the Volta and it was it was great. But I just wish it was in front of a crowd because I genuinely think that could have been a really big pop for NXT. Just because for not seeing him for that long, and then for him to come out, because when you see um, when you see Imperium beat down someone on on NXT, you don't think, oh, Walter's going to come out, he's going to save them, or anything like that. And then when you see him, when you hear him, he goes, Durden, Durden, and you think, no, what? I just would, I wished. It could have happened in front of a crowd, but I'm glad it did happen, and it will be a good match. Um, but it's definitely Volta, definitely. Yeah. And I just this is no kind of... Go on, go on, Mike. Sorry, I just want to... It, it's nothing, really. I was just going to say it's a damn shame he didn't chop Drake Maverick. Folded <laughs> <laughs> him in half. Like, would he have survived? <laughs> would we, we be announcing that Drake Maverick is out for nine months with a chest injury? Or... <laughs> I'm just wondering what they're doing with Tommaso going forward. Like he's got this whole rugged journeyman look kind of thing. And I just pictured him look like climbing this huge mountain that's basically has he, Walter's face he on looks, it. He looks older with hair. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. I and he's only like 35, I think. Yeah. Like he's younger than me. I'm uh oh no, yeah, he's younger than me. 
How old am I? I'm 30. <laughs> <laughs> Is he really only 35? That's insane. I, th- I, I think so, yeah. I owe here. I yeah, am just gonna, 80, yeah. 1985. Wow. Okay. It's definitely the hair. Yeah, so he's no turning off- 36. No offense, Champa, but wow. <laughs> I don't so- know. Is this just this COVID thing where until like COVID's over, you finally get a haircut? Or, I don't know. And to take over next year, t- uh, Champa versus Farrand. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> Book it. There we go. Yeah. I- I'll look about as old as he does eventually. Um. Okay. Let's go to a match and what is assumedly the main event of night one and probably a little bit more divisive. So we might have a bit more to talk about here. Um, so this is the NXT Women's Championship match between current champion Io Shirai and uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Now, Tom, you can kick us off. There's a lot to say about this and I'm going to kick it off with Gonzalez. The way that she's been booked, because since War Games, you've kind of thought, okay, he's the next challenger. I just think it makes logical sense. I was thinking that although oh, might pin it on Shariah because that's another mountain that she's climbed, and Gonzalez is is a is a formidable challenger. Um, but then there's me f- thinking that they could pin it on Gonzalez and then have Gonzalez and Kai because it's logical. Because Kai's always going to have that evil snap in her, and then Kai could win it back, and then Tegan could come back, and it's Kai versus Tegan. I'm getting ahead of myself, I know, but I just think Gonzalez for the future and the direction, and hopefully what they're going to do with Shirai, if it, like further down the line, I think I wouldn't mind seeing Gonzalez as champion even though she just drops the tag championships with um, Kai. But I think this has been set in stone for quite a while now. It's, it's like uh, Ripley and Baszler from 2019 when uh, War Games. You knew that it was going to be the direction in the future. And I feel like this is when they're going to finally cash in it because they're using War Games as with the women's matches as well with Whoever does get the pin on the champion, if they are in the match, it's going to be a match in the future. Um, so I think now is that's when they're going to cash in and it could prove to be good telly, seeing Kai and Gonzalez just constantly on our screen, Kai being annoying as hell. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it is what it is. I hope it works out. Um, Yeah, right. So, I mean, Ty has picked EO. I'm going with Raquel, um, which was a struggle because if I'm honest, no offense to Raquel, I don't think she she is the right person to be EO. Um, I think the right person to be EO would be someone like Yudakota Kai before they decided to start pushing Gonzalez, or even someone like Tony Storm. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Gonzalez just because I think. She fits the mould of somebody who, I mean this in the nicest way possible, very similar to how Great Carly's push happened in that they went, we like you, we like the look of you, we like the build of you, you fit this certain mould that we're looking for and we're going to push you to the moon. Carly obviously couldn't do it 
and then became something else. Gonzalez, I think, can do it and will do it and is a much better wrestler than someone like the great Cali. But I think that's the similar thing in that they've gone, you're tall, you're muscular, you're athletic. Cali wasn't. Um, mm-hmm. But we think this works for this little bit, this little kind of feud that we're going for. Um and I'm going to come back to mentioning something about Io Shirai a little bit later on towards the end of the podcast. Um, but I think there's a reason why Gonzalez is going to win. Um, and I think it's because, unfortunately, Io has had her time in NXT and is going to go elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, I've gone with Gonzalez um, and Ty has picked Io. Um, Callum, who do you think? I think it's actually quite easy to predict. Okay. Quite surprised there's going to be some, you know, different predictions. I'm going to go for Gonzalez. Now, I actually think she should she should defeat uh, trying to think of her, the opponent now trying to defeat Io in the same way that Lesnar defeated Cena six seven years ago, and she just absolutely destroys her. You know, that's oh. the way to put over a new a new star and have her as the new champion is by dethroning the former champion in such dominating fashion. You know, and I'm, I think I might agree with Adam and say that EO is, EO's time on NXT is coming to an end. And I just hope that Gonzalez's reign as, as a woman's champion goes on for much longer than her reign as tag champion. Because already there's been two NXT women's tag team champions and it's been there for two weeks. And then that's going to oh, be a third very for. soon. Whoa, Callum's spoiling his own predictions here. Um, Alan who are you saying well um, I I was kind of wondering how they were going to build this match I mean they they put this as a main event and I think based on how much time is left on the pay-per-view next week we will I think you know based on what Callum's saying we'll see if it becomes a squash but I think like uh, what happened on uh, the, re- the, the, the go-home show of NXT really showed that they want to make this look like a fight because EO spent that entire night chasing down Raquel, getting thrown through a wall, and then still coming back. Like I love this version of EO way better than when she was on the Mae Young Classic with the tiger mask and the flashy sequences on her dress or whatever. Um, but I will have to say I am going to go with Raquel because it's along the same line of where Adam is thinking the future of EO is going. Um, I mean, the fact that Raquel and Dakota became the first NXT women's tag team champions and then immediately lost it within an hour definitely gave me the sense that they wanted to do something else with Raquel. Um, Now, the, the match card says Raquel will be there with Dakota Kai. I am curious to see if Dakota will do like an honorable thing and stay in the back and let Raquel fit, do her business or be outside around the ring. Cause there's the X factor right there. Does she help Raquel like we expect? Or is this leading to another heelish heel turn? Cause well, Dakota is a heel at this point but the way they were being pushed when they faced Nia and Shayna gave me the sense they were being pushed towards a face status. But is Dakota getting tired of Raquel getting the spotlight here? Because that's her character, right? So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see because like, here's my fantasy booking. Tegan comes back. 
there's a triple threat with Raquel, Dakota, and Tegan at some point for the title. So that would, that would be something fun to watch. But for now, I'm going to predict uh, Raquel because I think, um, you know, Triple H and Vince, they both like, you know, probably big, strong women, in my opinion. So Raquel's got that. I mean, also, here's another thing. She's Hispanic. Uh, she hits that Hispanic market, which is a big audience in WWE. So that's my pick. Um, I'm 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 really sorry, Mike, but I am going to go off on a bit of a side note for a second, just because this mm-hmm. is pretty big. Um, so this is going to age this podcast. Um, we're recording on Friday night. Um, well, Friday a.m. for Alan and Mike. Um, I've just opened Twitter, and it turns out Chris Jericho is doing the Broken School sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin on the network what? the night of WrestleMania. Like, really. What? Like, How like, did what they get to it? What? Wow. There's well, legitimately really? like, a video and they both just turned to the camera. Um, like if I hold that up for you. So they, they posted yesterday the countdown and people just thought, oh, this is going to be an April Fool's thing. And it yeah. turns out it's actually happening on the network the night of WrestleMania. Like... What is that see. about? I got to check Twitter now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's huge oh, uh, oh wow yeah, Simon, I, just... I, I, I try not to swear then <laughs> oh crud yeah. so is um, an AAW star is going to be main event in Wrestlemania almost oh my god <laughs> what? that's okay. crazy yeah, that is it, must it's, watch it's, it's real <laughs> If this was any other like podcast kind of show, they wouldn't have been able to get this on the network. But it's Stone Cold Steve Austin, and like, how do you say no to him? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, going- Mike, who do you think? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. going, going going off of that, I think uh, Christian. No. Um. <laughs> um yeah, uh, I think Raquel's gonna win. Um, I've. I going back to like yeah the the war games thing like she was she was dominating in there she pinned EO um they kind of put that on the waist I mean that was in November like which is really hard to believe that it was that long already but like you like I thought they were going to do that at like Royal Rumble weekend or something or the mm. takeover around there uh which was Vengeance Day which was like a month later but um yeah, I I think that that would be better for Raquel to to win and to be a dominant champion for a while because I definitely don't want to see her get called up and just get thrown into a Nia Jax feud because mm. nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. Um, so because you know that's what they would do. Um, but yeah, I I think that Raquel's gonna win. She's gonna. I don't. I don't think it's going to be the SummerSlam 2014 Brock Lesnar deal. I think it'll be a, an actually like competitive match. Like, but uh, yeah, Raquel will probably win. I don't know if Dakota will be involved in the, the result, but um, I could see Dakota getting banned from ringside at this point, but for that exact reason, but yeah, um, yeah, I think yeah. as everybody as everybody else mentioned, I think EO will probably end up on 
probably SmackDown or something at some point. Um, I don't know if they want to put her on the same show as Asuka, but <laughs> yeah. Um, Fubuki Warriors 2.0. Oh, don't even. <laughs> don't even. <laughs> don't even joke about that. Because uh, yeah. you know it's true, because you know it will happen. <laughs> that's that's why I don't even want to think about it. But uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I, again, Raquel's going to win. Yeah. Okay. So our official SLTD picks for night one are Pete Dunn is going to defeat Kushida. The gauntlet winner is going to be Bronson Reed. Uh, GYV are winning the tag team championships. Walter is going to defeat Tommaso Champa, And Raquel Gonzalez is going to win the NXT Women's Championship. So that's where we are on night one. So let's go straight into night two. So, night two. First match is for the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships. Uh, This is Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, the current champions, defending against The Way, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Um, Ty has gone for Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart, as have I, because I think it's just bloody daft if we have three reigns in three weeks. So, surely... Ember Moon and Shotzi are going to win and I'm going to come back to the way a little bit later on. Um, Callum, what are you thinking? Um, so it's proven by what they did a few weeks ago. It shows how dark they are in the first place to introduce women's tag team titles to the NXT roster. I mean, it, it feels like a, a booby prize. You know, if you go to a raffle, it's like, oh yeah, Kai, Kai and Gonzalez, you didn't win these titles, but you get these ones for free <laughs> and then within an hour they lost so you know it proves that there's no there's no plans really for those titles except maybe just changing hands all the time so i'm going to go for candice and indy because really they only they actually feel like a tag team compared to ember and shotzi now i'd actually quite like to see moon turn heel in this one and then you know go and have a feud with Blackheart whilst Candice and Indy can do something, probably with Caden and Catanzaro. So I'm going to show me the way to the uh, NXT Women's Tag Team titles. That's a terrible reference. This no is not the way. Now. This is the way to Amarillo. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, who are you picking? I think Callum just kind of stole the words out of my mouth because I was thinking along the line, these NXT women's tag team titles uh, may be a bit cursed early in their uh, tenure here because, like, you know, short reigns. And I think, look, Candice LeRae, for God's sakes, how long has she been on NXT? Five, 25 years, as Mia Yim once said. I don't know why she's not a champion already. And, like, pairing her with Indy, um, like, I didn't know much about Indy at first, but it looks like... She found a good pairing with Candice, and this is actually a good working relationship. And I think the way deserves some gold around their waists. So I'm going to go with uh, the way walking away with this one. And uh, I really would like to see how Johnny reacts to his wife and Indy winning these titles and how Indy will use this tag title to entice Dexter into her circle. (laughs) I'm just joking on that one. The thought has just gone through my head of what if you have Indy and Candice as women's tag champs 
and then Johnny and Austin Theory as men's NXT tag champs. Hmm. Oh man, we'll just yeah. we'll have to slot like a whole half hour at NXT just for the way. Yeah, <laughs> just for the way. Um, Mike, who are you picking? Uh, I'm gonna pick uh, uh, Blackheart and Ember. Um, I think that uh, we don't want to see these championships like hot potatoed. I mean everybody already said they really don't even need to exist but um because you already have tag titles and it's just ridiculous that they exist at all and that the first champions lost them in an hour as everybody already mentioned um i don't think that that's the, the right thing to do here um for blackheart and and ember moon shotzi I don't know why I was forgetting her first name. Um, they they need to hold on to them for a little bit longer and actually establish these championships as something that matters because as of right now they don't matter. They're just a champion. They're a constellation prize, and that's a problem. It should mean something to be a champion, not that that oh uh, they didn't want the raw the the raw team to lose so. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous that these titles even exist, but they need to be established and the champions need to be champion for more than... Or, I mean, they already beat the, the first reign, so but two weeks is not how you establish a champion. Um, and I don't think your third champion should be the champion to establish these belts. Um, I don't... I agree that Candice deserves something, but I don't think that this is the time to do it. Um, Ember and Shotzi are a good team. Uh, they're not, I mean, they're not a great team, but they're fine as a team. Um, they need to fix their, their promos are horrendous, but, <laughs> um, and Shotzi gets, has to get rid of the howl. She yes. has to stop. She has to stop the howl. That's terrible. I, what's wrong with, I, I'm not sure what, what's wrong with the howl. I mean, if you're looking to put in something unique to your character. No, she, you know, she I needs... mean, coming in on a tank, that's pretty unique. So, first that, of all. Exactly. That's her unique. She doesn't need the howl. <laughs> I don't but... know. I, I don't mind it. I mean, it's like sort of like sort of the whole gothic motif here. I mean, I'm wondering based on this uh, line that we, we need to like talk about establishing these NXT women's tag team titles, if Candice and Indy win, I wonder by the end of the year, are they going to do a title unification match at like Survivor uh, Series? Don't even. Because I just realized what a huge mistake they made. <laughs> and they never established why Adam Pierce came out on NXT with his own referee. Like they showed that shot with him and Regal arguing. Of the course podium. not. Why would they like, establish why the something? Why the hell did that happen? What the hell happened? There? Like, why would they? Why would they make sense of something that happens on us on on the screen? Why would Vince McMahon do that? <laughs> the ambiguity. Uh, <laughs> Tom, who are you picking for this one? Um, I mean, similar to you with your idea of the way in the future. I don't agree with Moon and Blackheart being a tag team. I'm big fans of both and my initial thought when moon came back 
was actually going to be a hill. Um, just because of the different look and uh, the whole bike thing which happened for what, an entrance. Um, and now her and Blackheart are pretty much baby faces. I think they should just stay. It makes logical sense. Keep the titles on them if you're going to try and build a tag team uh, division around it. And I think the way I think I don't agree with them being the title holders because from my point of view, it's mainly based around Candice. I think Candice is money. And if she is going to split away from her, from uh, Hartwell, I think she should. I think that she should go for the titles by herself, but it's not going to happen. They're going to stick them together, um, whatever happens. And pretty simple, Moon and Blackhearts would win. I don't agree with it, but it's the bad deck that we've been dealt. I mean, and just to add, like, they make these championships and then immediately technically break up one of those tag teams because Mm. now Raquel's going for the singles belt. So, in turn, these are your only tag teams. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. These are the only two. There aren't any others. They, I mean, they had, what, Jesse Kamea and Aaliyah, and then Jesse Kamea got hurt, and then put her, and then had Aaliyah team with uh, Mercedes for one show. But that's not a tag team. So what are they going to do after this either way? Just have Mm. this feud for five months? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm concerned right now with the women's division on NXT because other than like EO and I mean, that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. I was like, who are all these other women? I don't recognize You have tag titles already on Raw and SmackDown, and they should be featured on NXT already. And then you make this belt with only two teams when you have seven teams on Raw and SmackDown. The biggest oversight for the women's division on NXT was that they decided to go, oh, we're going to do a women's Dusty Classic. And then they said, right, well, the finals need to be on this date. Okay, that's fine. Oh, wait, we don't have enough time. So for the first time ever, women are going to compete on 205 Live. Like, what? Yeah, I, I, miss, I missed the whole tournament because of that. Yeah. I don't, like... I don't, watch, I don't watch 205 Live. Who watches 205 Live? <laughs> I used to do. I used to do the Cruiserweight Corner on, on SLTD uh, where, uh, I watched yeah. NXT, where I watched 205 Live. When it was good, um, which was yeah. a very small period of time. Um, okay. So we're um, almost in agreement that Moon and Blackheart are going to defeat the way. Um, so that's our first pick for night two. Um, let's keep on the way and follow the way through. And we're going to go with um, the NXT North American Championship match. So this is Johnny Gargano versus the winner of the previous night's Gauntlet Eliminator match. So we kind of said Bronson Reed... Um, Obviously, well, we get still... like three different answers. Like, yeah, so <laughs> so but then Tom said Bronson, so Bronson to is... the moon. <laughs> right. oh, okay, okay. So obviously, this still keeps into whether or not um, Gargano is going to retain, or if the person that you picked to win the Gauntlet Eliminator is going to win the North American Championship. So, um, just to give you ties really quickly, um, he said that Gargano is going to retain. Um, I have said that Gargano is going to lose to Bronson Reed um, and he's dropping the North American Championship. 
Um, for reasons that I'll disclose later, um, Alan, who are you thinking? Well, we're going with Gargano versus Bronson Reed. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go of a limb here. I'm gonna give it to Bronson. Um, I think Gargano has managed to establish uh, the North American Championship, or at least imprint his legacy onto it, because he's now a three-time champion now. Um, and I did say Bronson Reed was a good hand earlier, but that's not a, necessarily a bad thing. You want to push a star. You want to push somebody that looks like they can kick ass and, you know, look like they can kick ass. So, I mean, I'm going to give it to Bronson because I, I mean, if, if I, if I'm go, I'm sticking to my early prediction that the way would, uh, Candice and India are going to come up with the tag title. So, you know, and the same night, I, I just think it'd be funny if just, Johnny loses his title and his wife wins a, wins a title on the same night. So I'm going to go with Bronson. I think Bronson uh, has like, you know, maybe a good, maybe a month and a half reign to him before he loses it to somebody else. I don't know who, but yeah, I'm going to go with Bronson. Can't argue, Mike. Uh, yeah, I am. I am also going to pick Bronson because I think that as, as Alan said, Johnny Gargano's kind of been been the champion three times now. This is, I mean, he's defended it finally for a good amount of time, I think. Um, and he really doesn't need it. Um, I mean, to be fair, he really shouldn't be on NXT anymore, but that's a whole nother argument. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that this would be a good way to establish... Bronson Reed as uh, a star that they I assume see him as like the way they've been portraying him on TV and uh, I think as I mentioned earlier I think that uh, Dexter Loomis will probably get involved here and cause that to be the reason why Bronson Reed probably wins Um and whatever's going on with like Loomis and you know uh, Austin Theory, that'll play a factor as well, I think. Um, so yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Bronson Reed. Uh, Tom, who are you picking? I don't, I don't agree with a lot. A lot of my predictions, I don't agree with, <laughs> as in like logically. But I, I know it's gonna happen. Um, and with us now picking Bronson Reed, am I doing my prediction thinking that it's going to be Bronson Reed? Or I would say this is more of a prediction of do you think Gargano's going to retain? Yeah. To um, I'm a massive Gargano fan. I love his work. Uh, prefer him as a, as a baby face, but I think he's going to lose it. And I think it will shape up perfectly to whatever his future will be, which I will not disclose at this moment in time because <laughs> Vince might be listening and might nick my idea. Um, I think whoever the challenger is going to be, they need it. I think he's had a good run. I think the whole rough situation has gone, gone now. He's had a couple of good defences. But then you could argue that he might need to like uh, hold on to it for a little bit more. Just give it that tiniest bit more um, 
that's a solidified champion because if you think of it, there's been Ruff, Priest, Gargano. Can you even name people b- before that? I, yeah. can, I can obviously dream and people like that, but Strong can't hold it for a while. But Cole, there's Ricochet. there's been a long a long list in this in the spout since 2018. I would like Gargano to hold on to it for a lot more, but I think they're going to take the titles off him. Okay. I feel like as we've all revealed our prediction, Callum's lost his head a little bit more every single time. <laughs> that was like um, the um, MSK. I, I was all for MSK at the start, but then I'm thinking, oh, GYV can easily do it, and they're they going to do it. <laughs> Go on, Callum. What do you mean to it? If anything's taught me about these predictions podcasts... Um, don't bet against Johnny Gargano because he spoiled it for me two months ago. I had I had the four correct uh, names at Vengeance Day, and the one that I got wrong was the the uh, Gargano Kashida match. So I can now never bet against Gargano. But this is where he spoils it for you again because he drops the title when you're no, saying no, no. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with Johnny Wrestling. <laughs> you know, he's oh, he's he's definitely going to lose now. Uh, if he does, he does. But I mean, I agree with Tom. I prefer him. I think I prefer him as a face and like as the underdog. But the heel work that he's been doing has been better than I expected, really. And yeah, I, I, I actually think he's an NXT lifer. You know, I don't see the point in him going to Raw or SmackDown, whether it be with Candice and Indy and Austin. You know, what if he goes to the main roster post WrestleMania, let's say, and I know we're going to be talking about this later, what do we see him doing? Well, see, that's my concern is that even though he's he's been in NXT for so long that I feel like there's nothing left for him to do. Mm. And but him going to Raw or SmackDown, Vince is not going to see him as the, you know, I could see him as like a longstanding intercontinental champion, for example, like and having great matches with guys like Alistair and Ricochet, people he's already faced, but as well as like Chad Gable, if he was given a shot or, you know, like Shinsuke, because he never really even got a chance to face Shinsuke, like people like that. But Vince is immediately going to see that he is short. Yeah. And he will either not be on TV or doing something stupid. And that's the problem. Like he, I feel like he should be, he should have been on Raw or SmackDown in 2019, but for whatever, I mean, if he wants to stay forever, that's, that's for, that's for him to decide, I guess, but it's getting to a point now where I feel like there's nothing left for him to do in NXT. Like at same with Ciampa, I mean, the Walter thing kind of just fell in his lap, but what does he do after that? Mm. Just put people over. And that, I mean, that's literally all they have left for both of them to do at this point is just to put people over. And that doesn't seem like, that doesn't sound like fun. Maybe it is, maybe it is for them because they just enjoy working. Yeah. But I mean, you're certain with Gargano on NXT that he's going to be on TV every single week. Whereas if you had Gargano on Raw or SmackDown and he wasn't on, all of the fans would be saying, oh, where's Johnny Gargano? Where's Johnny Gargano? On NXT, yeah. he is, you know, probably in the top three of, of the stars on that show. And mm-hmm. with NXT now heading over to Tuesday nights, they're going to need to keep a few of those names that are that are NXT. And so I've got Gargano winning, and I want him to hold the title for a, a whole year. 
Okay. And consideration about like NXT is that in this like with the pandemic, like all of WWE's shows are in Florida. They're not yeah. like while SmackDown are not going across the country, they're not touring. So it's easier to stay on NXT considering a lot of the talent live in Florida mm. or in the vicinity. Um what else was I gonna say? Uh yeah, I think like Gargano being on like his limitations of being short, it's still a baffling thing to hear, considering how Adam Cole is has the same issue, I guess, in Vince's eyes. When you're watching his entire run in NXT, it's just been nothing short of just insane. I mean, the well, yeah, I mean, what was it? Indra- Andrade said in that interview that he just did that the only reason that he was champion is because they didn't see Adam Cole beating drew mcintyre okay which is a problem to even think that in nxt um so if you know if vince doesn't even see that i mean obviously i think vince had something to do with that but um yeah i i I mean johnny gargano's shorter than daniel bryan so you know it's it's immediately a it's immediately a concern and only because of vince mcmahon yeah yeah i'm still gonna say what i'm gonna say later but yeah (laughs) yeah um okay let's go to uh yeah let's do so the ladder match to determine the undisputed nxt cruiserweight champion between um i suppose both champions so you've got Jordan Devlin, who won it last year at Worlds Collide, and Santos Escobar, who won it following the pandemic and everything that happened there. Um, so Ty's prediction is Escobar to um, take this one and become the undisputed cruiserweight champion. Um, mine is Jordan Devlin, because I just think, again, going back to plans and going back to what they wanted to do at the time and things like that, and I know that we said before that if that was the plan, then obviously they're going to do the opposite. Um, clearly Devlin winning at Worlds Collide should have meant and would have meant that he would have stayed in Orlando as Cruiserweight Champion and defended it on NXT. And I think that is possibly where we are now. Um, Yeah, so I'm just going to say Jordan Devlin because I think it makes sense. Uh, Mike, where are you on this one? Uh, See, I was kind of going back and forth on this one. I think that Jordan Devlin's going to win because I could see like him having like a longstanding feud with like Kushida. And I don't think that they're going to do like Santos Escobar versus Kushida um, because they would have done it already. Um, I feel like that. I mean, that's where Kushida is probably going. I'm surprised he hasn't been cruiserweight champion already to be honest. But, um, but yeah, I think Jordan Devlin being the champion since that world's collide show and like Santos Escobar being the, the replacement, even though, like we said, like usually they want the replacement to be bigger and better and do more and whatever. Um, I don't really think there's anything left for Santos Escobar to do with this title. I feel like he's bigger than that. Like he should be in the North American title picture. Um, where, where, which I could totally see him going next. Um, Jordan Devlin is just getting established in America. Like, 
So like, I feel like that that is a good starting point for him. And if he's going to stay a while, I don't, you know, I, I think it would be good for him to hold the, hold the belt, the undisputed belt and go into like a big feud, preferably with Kushida. Mm. Okay. Um, Tom, who are you picking? As you said, this one's one of the ones that you could go either way because I feel like Escobar, because technically he turned heel to get to the championship, didn't he? Because there was these uh, masked people attacking and taking people away. I think that he's outshone their original ideas of what he was going to be like as a champion. They probably thought he's going to be okay. He's going to be here until Devlin comes back. But I feel like he's taking it and leaps massively and he's impressed me as well I didn't think he's going to be as impactful and as much of a draw as what he is now and then that leads me to believe that the possibilities of what he can do in the future as Mike said with the North American Championship and he did say never bet against an ace and I'm, I just I feel like it makes sense having Devlin there because when everything goes back to normal. He could potentially be a transitional. He could, he could go back to NXT if he wants to and have a marquee match and a takeover on NXT UK whenever he wants, if, they, if they've got the plans for him. I think there's a lot more opportunities as Devlin because he is the mouthpiece as well. He can, he can draw an audience in and I think we can all argue that it was a bit of a shock for him to win at Wells Clyde last year. We cannot. We can all all agree yeah. with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I feel like it's a matter of what if with him because he's his talent is through the roof. His potential is through the roof, and I feel like having that cocky Irishman on NXT will, will do wonders for him as a heel because I feel like the work that he can do with people like Kashida, with Leon Ruff. We've think of it, cruiserweight. There's not that many hill cruiserweights that are there that can challenge for a title. It's been built around Escobar and he's always had these baby faces come up against him. So just keep it on, get Devlin, have him as the undisputed champion and have him face because there's a lot of people that he can face from NXT, from NXT UK as well. I think I'm going to cut a long story short. Devlin's going to win, never bet against an ace. And I feel like Escobar will move on to bigger, better things like Mike said because the talent there is is shocks me to say the least. I'm just going to make an observation. Um, Mike mentioned something before about how Andrade had to beat McIntyre because they didn't believe that Cole could beat McIntyre. I'm wondering if the reason why ladders are in this one is because they think it's not believable if Devlin beats Escobar in a normal mm. match. I get that. And actually yeah. they get around that by I mean, Devlin climbing the ladder and taking the title. That that is that is a good point. Cause I just I can't I'm just imagining them both in my head and Escobar, even though they're both cruiserweights, he looks legit. He looks tough. Devlin mm-hmm. is a little small. Um, he's got a physique, but he's small. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And and like I mentioned, like they like Johnny Gargano shorter than Daniel Bryan. Jordan Devlin's shorter than Johnny Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the pecking order here? We're just gonna work our way down. <laughs> Hornswoggle. Hornswoggle is shorter yeah, yeah. than Jordan Devlin. Oh, he's Drake Maverick. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so I just I just thought then maybe that might be a reason why this one is a ladder match. Um, Callum, who are you picking? I'm going to take Devlin. Um, I feel that was always the plan last year when he won at Worlds Collide. And obviously because of COVID, he had to go back to Ireland and everything that happened there. And I, I assume that this was going to be like the plan that they were going to do Escobar versus Devlin at some point. But obviously because of travel restrictions, it had to be held off for a while. So Devlin's going to win and then he'll have the reign that he was supposed to have in 2020. But um, just a bit about the cruiserweight division. It's not, it's nowhere near the same as it was during the cruiserweight classic, obviously, but I feel it can be so much more. You know, we've all said that we don't pay attention to 205 Live. And I don't know if anyone joining 205 Live would do that, but at least try to incorporate NXT 205 Live and maybe even Raw and SmackDown into that cruiserweight division. Because, you know, on, on Raw, you've got Angel Garza doing absolutely nothing. You know, why not allow him to come to NXT and be in the cruiserweight division there? Or someone from SmackDown, let's say Dominic Mysterio, assuming he weighs under 205, he could come and fight for the cruiserweight title like his dad did 15, 16 years ago. Um, just to interject a correction... On my part, Johnny Gargano and Daniel Bryan are the exact same height. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, to go to your point, Callum, this links into some stuff that I've been doing on 2K19, of all things. Mm. Um, in the every, I'm still playing that because it's the it's the best kind of simulation. 2K20 is buggy as hell. Yeah. But every now and again, you know, like I have a bit of a refresh. I switch up the rosters, I change things around, and I absolutely love having the Cruiserweight Championship as a secondary title on SmackDown. Mm. And the people that I put in that are my guy, Roderick Strong, um, Leo Rush, Rey Mysterio, Oni Larkin's in there. But then I throw in Xavier Woods, Ricochet, Johnny Gargano, and like it's a it's a pretty legit division that you end up having. And I always have great matches on it. And I know this is just a game and all that kind of stuff, but I think people would be much more supportive, supportive of a fantastic cruiserweight division where the cruiserweight title means something, whether it's on NXT, whether it's on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. I would sooner right now have Ricochet fighting for the cruiserweight title than doing whatever he's doing. And I know that some people, like back when it was Neville and Austin Aries and things like that, and it was, oh, you're going to move them to 205 Live. Please don't do that. Please don't move them to 205 Live. I think there is a little bit of a different feel to it now. And that it's not, I'm not saying Ricochet needs to go to 205 Live and face like Kurt Stallion or August Grey or Ashanti the Adonis and all these kind of, no offense to them, faceless people right now. I mean, really build a division that actually people are going to want to see um, and, you know, use the guys that you've got. And Ricochet would be amazing, I think. Um, anyway. Yeah, and, and as you said, he would at least be doing something. Yeah, yeah. this is it, yeah. And, and also, to completely throw out the height argument, Jordan Devlin is also the same height as Daniel Bryan. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny Gargano. <laughs> um, just, just a correction for me. Hornswoggle is also the same height as John. Oh. No. Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> so is the great Carly in the picture. <laughs> oh my god. 
perspective. Um, <laughs> um, who so, are you saying? So completely throw out that height argument. throw it out it's gone (laughs) who's your pick Alan yeah I'm uh, gonna go along with uh, Jordan Devlin because I see better things for Santos Escobar you know you watch that was it that street fight he had with Karrion Cross which to me is still kind of strange that they kind of threw in that random feud out of nowhere because when Santos picked up that playing card in his locker room i thought it was jordan devlin because we talked about him being the ace i thought mm-hmm. that was the ace he picked up but no apparently it was cross so um yeah so yeah like what i think a lot of people said Callum, uh, Callum, i think uh santos he looks like more than a cruiserweight like he looks like he would go after the nxc championship for you know if cross ends up you know sorry getting ahead of myself but um as for devlin you know yeah i definitely see him as a continuing his cruiserweight run, I would like to see him do something with Finn Balor because, you know, that's a long-standing relationship there in terms of long-term storytelling. You know, Balor was his mentor. He was his trainer. So, you know, I mean, they did do something briefly. They're, they're basically twins. Yeah. They basically the same something time? like in the second UK <laughs> tournament when Balor showed up surprisingly. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. They, they had that. They had that surprise match because he was yeah, supposed they had to that face. Surprise match, so maybe Devlin would like. He to, was uh, supposed to face um, Travis Banks. Yes, Travis yes, Banks. Yeah, yeah. And Don't you're never gonna. S- Banks. Well, yeah, you're you're never gonna see that match. So. What happened to that guy? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know what happened. Everything to that guy. deserved. Everything. I don't know the 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 same thing that happened to uh, uh, somebody named Joey Ryan. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you for clearing. For- <laughs> 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 Yeah. Anyway, so that's my prediction. Jordan yeah, moving Devlin. on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, right. Let's go to... We've got two more matches to do for night two. Um, the match that I think should be main event of night one, um, Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly for the, in, in an unsanctioned match. It was not even for anything. It's, oh, you know, it's for justice for undisputed is what it's for. Um this is tough. I think this is a real tough one. Um, and I um denied about it a lot. Ty has gone with O'Reilly. I'm going with Cole. Um, I'd love to see an O'Reilly win, but I can't see it happening. Um, Mike, what are you thinking? Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat. I would love to see an O'Reilly win, but I don't see it happening. I think that this is going to establish Adam Cole once again as a top heel and Kyle O'Reilly's going to obviously come back and they will face again at some point and probably get the win back. I am very thankful that this isn't like a stupid like winner gets the rights to the undisputed era type <laughs> of thing because you know that's something they would have done if they had thought about it. um considering dx runs the show but um but uh yeah i i i saw their roh feud where this was basically the exact same thing uh i i went to the show where kyle o'reilly won the roh title um from adam cole i loved everything about that feud this feud has been just as personal if not more personal because of the whole undisputed era deal and i've loved everything about it 
I've loved the way it's played out. Um, I've I've loved the realism to the to the storyline, which is what WWE does really well when they do it correctly. Um, so yeah, I think I think Adam Cole's going to win this match, and probably, um, I mean, if as we'll probably discuss later, if he's sticking around, um it's a good way for him to build momentum because you could easily put Kyle O'Reilly in North American territory title territory for the time being when that feud will most likely pick up again and Kyle O'Reilly will probably get the win back. Mm. I just, I wondered, I no, I don't think anyone said this. Um, I hope it doesn't end up being like a cinematic match. Mm. Yeah, I just think I, with it being unsanctioned, I feel like they could go mm. that way. What was the match yeah. with uh, Gargano and Champa? The one, one final beat. beat. Was that a was that yeah. a cinematic yeah. match? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. and that, that, that and that was oh, arguably one God. of the worst one of the worst cinematic matches yeah. they've ever done. Um, well, there was two turns in the space of like two minutes with Lorraine yeah. kicking Gargano. Well, the, also, yeah. like they had that that basically close out a whole hour of the show mm. like it was it was ridiculous and but yeah I, it, yeah yeah so i hope that that doesn't happen yeah i hope it it's was, an actual it was match. just the idea of seeing an unsanctioned match and thinking god they could film this before and and yeah all sorts with it and i really hope they don't um yeah, yeah anyway um tom who are you saying one that I've armed and armed the most about, as you said, and I don't think this is going to be a one match bout between the two. I've got a feeling that the future of NXT regarding summer wise, so going into SummerSlam or even if they stretch it out, going into Survivor Series, it could be based around this feud. And my argument is this feud does not need a championship. It doesn't need any interactions or any altercations. I think it just needs them to. But then the question is, when Bobby Fish comes back from injury, what's going to happen? Because he's going to come back, and in kayfabe, he's going to come back to to no one being on the undisputed era. So what is he going to do? I hope he comes out on an episode of NXT to shock the system and he's doing all this and there's no way all by himself. What what happened to my bros? Where are my bro hands at? He doesn't watch the show. He doesn't watch the show. (laughs) I'd be be completely okay with him and Roddy just remaining a team. No, Roddy's going to be final boss cruiserweight champion. This is what I'm I'm leading (laughs) towards. I think for now it's going to be a cold win. O'Reilly's gonna bring it back and then back again. Cole's gonna be like, look, this is the passion, this is what I wanted from you. They're gonna be a tag team and they're gonna face against uh <laughs> they're gonna face wow. against Fish and Strong. Because <laughs> I, I wrote I about this. When did I write about I wrote about this a couple months ago, thinking that it's gonna be Red Dragon versus um it's, it's going to be the Undisputed Era tag team, like literally main event. I genuinely think it's going to be two versus two. But I think for now, thinking on my feet, I think it's going to be a start of many. It's going to be like Gargano Champa. I do think it's going to be Cole winning 
O'Reilly then winning it back and O'Reilly finally getting the third and thinking, look, Cole, Cole saying, this is what I've created. You would be nothing without me. Then now they come in tag teams. Yes, Cole, no, Cole. How many sugars, Cole? It's going to be Cole being the leader of them two and then hopefully yeah, tag team being formed. I would like that a lot because please do not put them onto the main roster. Please, 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 please. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a drag, I know. I know it, it, it's it's a drag, but I can see it happening. It's like the shield. When the shield broke up, you want the shield triple threat. You got it at battleground, but you want the shield triple threat. With them breaking up, you that, the way they've been positioned, you can't see them as a fatal four way. See, that was the shield triple threat was a main event, a mania main event that never happened. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. and yeah. So I just think yeah. there could be a future of this because I don't think uh, Cole will go for the championship again for the NC championship again. Um, I would like him to, but I don't think that's, that's the plans. O'Reilly could, but won't. I don't think they've got enough momentum behind him to become NXT champion because he should have done it against Balor if that was the case. Um, and I just think this is the, the start of something great for us in the summer. I think we're going to come back to this six months on the line and think, wow. Okay. Uh, Callum? I think this is going to be Adam Cole's final match in NXT. Okay. So sorry to <laughs> just chuck all of Tom's fantasy booking out the window within about 10 seconds. Um, yeah, I've got a uh, cool Kyle O'Reilly winning this one. Um, you know, he's been on that losing streak after losing to, to Balor on two or three occasions. But I think he's he's really suited as the as a babyface. You know, who who doesn't do the air guitar at the start of the Undisputed Era music alongside O'Reilly? Um, and I just think Cole's time in NXT has to come to an end eventually. You know, he has done it all. You know, he's been the North American champion, been tag champion, been the world champion. And, and now he's been a face in the past year, and now he's back as a heel, where really it's, it's best for him. But, you know, there's not really a lot else that Cole can do in NXT. You know, he had the longest NXT title reign since Balor. And, you know, I just don't really want to see him feud with anyone else. So he can lose on, on whenever it is, Thursday. I almost said Sunday. Uh, he, he should lose on, on Thursday. And then he can go to either Raw or SmackDown whilst... O'Reilly feuds with Johnny Gargano for the North American title. It's just not a wrestling day, is it? Can you imagine someone quite in the promo? I'm going to see you on Thursday. I'll see you I, on I don't Thursday. think I would say that either. <laughs> see, you, <laughs> see you something Thursday. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that Adam Cole is probably the greatest NXT champion ever. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, And yeah, I mean the the argument can be made that he they really like, again just like Gargano and Champa, there's nothing left for him to do. But that's also comes with the concern of what's Vince going to do with him. Mm. Yeah, I, I've written two things down before we get to who Alan thinks. Um. I wrote down dejected O'Reilly versus confident O'Reilly. And what I mean by that is, if the plan is that Adam Cole is going to the main roster after this match, 
he either goes and Kyle O'Reilly's either beat him or has lost to him. If he's lost to him, you get the Kyle O'Reilly that goes, the whole team went, I'm on my own. What do I do now? I have to try and do make things on my own and all that kind of stuff. Or if he beats Cole, you get the, I sent Adam Cole packing to Monday Night Raw. I'm now going after the main event, you know. I see going off of that because that's a very good point. Both are very good points. I think you get a better story of if Cole does leave and beats him, you have an you have like an obsessed Kyle O'Reilly. Like mm-hmm. I need to be better than this, and like, like, just like that seems like more more a bigger story to tell than like, oh, I sent Adam Cole packing, so I'm ready for this. Yeah, because they could easily just do that and be like, I can beat anybody because I got rid of Adam Cole, and then he loses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's what would happen. No, I agree. I do. I think the dejected O'Reilly would be the better one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alan, who are you picking between Cole and O'Reilly? This is kind of tough because I hear really good, compelling arguments for either men. Um, I am going to go with. I'm going to go with Adam Cole because I do think there is some plan for some long-term storytelling here between him and Kyle. Uh, yeah, definitely. They're at most three matches with, like in the bank here to do a. We're doing like a like um this kind of a one upsmanship. Um, I mean, I hear this argument about Cole going to the main roster, but we just spent like how long talking about the height limitation mm-hmm. being a being um being a detriment. So, you know, I mean. Yeah, if they're gonna move to Tuesday nights, they need to keep some of their talent that are main that have been NXT for years to try to build the brand and like make people want to watch it because they don't want to move all their talent to the main roster and then like what's left on NXT at this point, you know. Uh, so I am gonna go with Cole on this one because I do th- uh, think that Kyle will pick up uh, a win sometime down the road to even things out, and who knows what if there is a third match gonna go on then. Like I'm not gonna go way out on a limb and say to reform as a tag team. That's a, I think that's stretching it a little bit. I think at this point, this is like the Shield. They see like off at least three of them like credible single stars, in my opinion. Um, I'm gonna throw out one random point about Bobby Fish. Uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with Bobby Fish, man. I mean, he's kind of the odd man out at this point, and he being like in his mid 40s, like he's getting. This is his last. He's gonna spend the remainder of his career in mm. WWE, so I don't know, man. I mean, one thing I do know about Bobby Fish is interesting is that he's a Christian, and he's—I uh, think he's a very faithfully practicing one. So I don't know. Maybe they'll make some kind of weird-ass gimmick of him. <laughs> no, being... Don't, don't. I know they tried this with Reverend Devon. Reverend, Reverend Bobby, let's do this. Reverend Come on, Devon. Right now, Vince. Oh, Come on, Vince. Testify. I, I, don't know. I can't Vince. imagine Bobby Fish. <laughs> Rev Fish. Well, I mean, also, Bobby Fish gets injured a lot. He gets gets injured a lot, and he's over 40. So, I mean, that doesn't really play a factor anymore. But when you get as injured as much as he does, I feel like it, it, it accelerates that argument of, like, 
He's over 40. He literally breaks his knee every three weeks. Like, yeah. So did, know, we not, did we not just mention how like there's a number of talent that would, would be good if they had a manager or someone in a manager role. So maybe, you know, other than him being another producer or a trainer, I don't know. Do we see Bobby Fish's future as being like a manager? Cause you know, uh, I mean, for me, I would see, I would see him as a backstage hand. I wouldn't if he was going to stop wrestling I would not see him continue as an on air. Yeah, I would yeah. say producer or yeah. He doesn't really got that much personality like as in that charisma. When you think of someone he's experienced he's great in the ring but by himself and trying to promote someone else it's a like you could argue he play like an angle role when angle was trying to push Riddle. Um, going into the main roster after the fight pit, but Angle's got a lot more personality. He's better on the mic compared to someone like Bobby, but I think it will definitely go down the road of him maybe in the performance center, helping out. I don't think he'll be an on-air role. I would, I would like to see him weekly, but it's not going to happen. And that's 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 the bottom line because Stone Cold says so, I guess. Poor old Bobby Fish. He can uh. put a... Uh, he can work in a shop and just sell fish. Oh. Wasn't, wasn't there a, wasn't there like a thing that Riddle was trying to get over of like the, the yeah. rhyme? Yeah, of, how much fish? How much could fish could Bobby fish? Yeah, class, great. Uh, I don't know. It's a Matt Riddleism. <laughs> a Matt Riddleism. Just a but, Riddleism um, these days. A, yeah, a Riddleism. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I mean, going back to the height thing, like. <laughs> Man, we're talk and about I'm that. not making any who's the tallest out of the undisputed era. Well, they'll tell you it's Adam Cole, but he because he's billed as six feet, but he's really five eight. Okay. So I'd that's love to work at, WWE. I'll be six for six. Because that's because that's the thing is all three of those people that I mentioned earlier, even though they're all billed at five ten, they probably aren't five ten. So if Adam Cole is billed at six feet and they he's really five eight, that's going to like hinder him tremendously. Yeah, and and you notice it much more on the main roster. Let's say if you had Gargano versus oh yeah Big E, you notice Sheamus. the size difference between those two so much more. Sheamus is like giant compared to them. Yeah, I mean in Vince's eyes, not to me, because. Sheamus has great matches with anybody these days, but those guys can have great matches with literally anyone. But I mean, look how long look how long it took Vince to care about Daniel Bryan. The only thing I want to say though is with Cole potentially on the main roster, he has noticeable wins on that run towards Survivor Series. He has a win against Bryan, and then the Rollins one ended in no contest. Or did he plain up just beat him? I'm pretty sure either he's not looked like a four on their main roster compared to someone like Gargano and Champa when they tag teams. To, to be fair, Vince was not there for that Adam Cole versus Daniel Bryan match. If, um, <laughs> That's if why they were allowed to do it. If, if Vince can get stuck in Saudi Arabia a bit more, bit more usual, yeah, then can he, can he just? Yeah. I don't know. Just I'm not. I'm not gonna say. We know. We all know that the potential argument of what's gonna happen after Vince is gone. I'm not going to wish that up on a man, but stepping down, maybe. He become a referee. I don't he's know. Not <laughs> he's not going until he's dead. 
Yeah. That, that he, that's what they all say. And yeah. with the way he researches these days, it, he could live to at least 100. And that would be horrible because that would be <laughs> 25 more years of Vince booking. He is unnaturally healthy. <laughs> Um, I saw like a <laughs> picture of him working out at 70, what, 75, 76? Like, He's turning 76 on. in August. Oh, boy. It makes so Prince cool. Philip look majestically old. Honestly, yeah. at this point, the only thing that could take down Vince McMahon, I feel, is some kind of weird scandal. Like, mm. so, oh. Or you get let's, blown up a limousine. Let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Um, okay, right. Well, um, let's get to the main event. One more um, match. Yeah, for the poor people that are listening, and we're almost two hours, um, wow. or possibly even two hours. I mean, okay. we are talking about ten matches. To be fair, well, this is true. This is true. WrestleMania well start our WrestleMania predictions now. Yeah, yeah. Why not? WrestleMania ready. is going to be like sixteen matches, so get ready. Oh, <laughs> okay. No, WrestleMania is going to be. It's going to be like, wait, that's a match. That, yeah. That's happened. I, I think the build towards this. I'm, I'm, I'm only going to say a little bit on this. Build towards this has been good, but I feel like the predictions will be like, oh, I forgot about that. Wait, yeah, wait, that's happening. Like the um, the New Day versus Styles and Thingy. I, t- I totally forgot about that. I mean, I'm just unhappy Famous that there's not. Riddle. Yeah, <laughs> there's not a United States title ladder match in which AJ Styles is in it. And he stands on almost his shoulders and takes the title down. I'm upset that that's not <laughs> happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, instead we get Sheamus versus Riddle, where Sheamus beat Riddle the literally a week before they announced the belt, the match. Bro. Why do we need Biggie and Apollo again? <laughs> For the seventh time. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Balor versus Cross. Um, I've gone Balor. Ty has gone Cross. Good question. Demon or no demon? No. No, no demon. No, nope. they're not going to do that until crowds are back. Well, he said something on NXT, didn't he, about harnessing your demons and things like this. My yeah, biggest worry, I... yeah, my biggest worry with this match is if Balor loses, surely he then goes back to Raw or SmackDown because he's well, he's done in NXT then. So, I oh, think oh. the argument could be made that whoever loses. Ghost Ghost Rara, 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 Smackdown. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, right. So I've said Bauer, <laughs> Ty said Cross. Um, Callum, what are you saying? I don't care about this match at all. No, to be honest, when I looked at it, I thought I actually do not care. Like, I love Finn. Um, yeah. And we've spoken about this separately, uh, Callum, that we might start doing rankings as podcasts. And I, just because I always jump the gun with things, I wrote down a note on my phone of my 10 all-time top wrestlers fins in my all-time um and i don't care about this match yeah and I, i've not really yeah. cared about um finn's reign at all you know compare that to the one that he had in 2015 oh. and the start of 2016 mm. it, it's you know you look it's you know you look at the one now obviously it's been affected by covid and no fans but the one in 2015 your ranks probably is one of the highest nxc title reigns ever um and yeah i'm still gonna go for Balor with the win because I just can't picture Cross as NXT champion again. You know, his character doesn't really suit NXT at all, which is why I hope he goes to Raw or SmackDown, just so I don't have to see him on NXT. But, yeah, this shouldn't be the main event. Cole versus O'Reilly is the true main event on night two. And I'm going to take Balor for the win, because that's just best for 
better business. Do you reckon they will put Colin O'Reilly last? No. They should. They won't. I think they might, you know. I think they might. It's possible that they do. I mean, it's very possible that they do. It's more personal than this match yeah. for sure. And, I yeah. mean, like, they, they've branded it as the co-main event alongside Balacross. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, that saying that if they're calling it the co-main event, then that means it's not the main event. Yeah, mm. that's the bad thing. Um, Alan, Balor or Cross? Well, I'm going to go with Cross. Because I think um, the unfortunate injury, you know, stuff happens, right? I think they do want to give him a bit of a run before they move him to the main roster. I do find it strange people would think that Finn Balor will go back to the main roster, but I do see the logic in that because he's kind of done everything. Like, what else do you do? Like, I mean, I would like to see him do a short program with Jordan, but that's just my wishful thinking. My concern is like, what are they going to do with Balor at this time if he goes back to the main roster versus the first time he went to the main roster? The prince versus the head of the table. <laughs> okay. I'm the, I am the. Finn's only about five foot six. I don't care. <laughs> this doesn't seem believable. Bro. I'm Vince McMahon. Who's this short? I mean, he was the first universal the champion. Table. Yeah, and he I mean, beat Reigns to be number one contender. I'll be in that match. So yeah, I mean, it's a toss-up. I mean, it so depending so. on who loses this championship fight, you definitely, I definitely see the loser going over back to the main roster or to the main roster, depending on who it is. The but issue with Cross now, going to the main cross. roster, the issue hmm? with Cross going to the main roster is that you know that we'll end up with Cross versus Fiend at SummerSlam. Yeah. Ugh. Can you imagine? It's gonna happen now. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's put a damper on the mood. Sorry, Balor versus Reigns. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike, you you're saying between Balor and Cross? All right. So, I mean, ever since Balor won the title, I I've been saying to everyone like it's so obvious they're waiting for Karrion Cross to come back. But with the way that, like, because Balor's, I mean, carrying Cross won the belt. He wasn't supposed to lose it right away. He was, he got hurt. Um, but based on carrying Cross is exactly what Vince McMahon looks for. Everything about him screams top star to Vince McMahon. So that's why I think Balor's going to win. Because I think, and again, like I, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one because I thought like uh, it's so obvious Carrying Cross will be back and he will win the belt again. But just the fact that I think that Vince McMahon probably saw him the first time and was like, I need that guy on SmackDown or I need that guy on Raw because... He is, I mean, unfortunately to me, his character is not great. Um, I absolutely hate the lip syncing by Scarlet in the entrance. Absolutely hate it. It needs to go away. She's doing less than she did to begin with. To begin with, she did all of it. And now she just does the bit where she's in the ring. 
but yeah, it, it is needs awful. it. It needs to stop. It's really bad. But the fact that it's that I hate it means that it's going to continue. <laughs> um, and Vince McMahon will probably make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be like Braun, uh, Ch- Braun Strowman's choo-choo. Oh, just get that over the audio. Oh, God, don't. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> um, okay. Tom, but, yeah. Balacross. Um. I'm I'm glad you've asked me so early on because I'm easily persuaded, as you can tell. Um, <laughs> you would look at the sheet that I've written now and the, the predictions, and it's completely different to what I've been saying. But I'm going to stick with Cross just because it was the initial idea. It's the same as Devlin. Devlin was meant to win the title. He won the title. And then something happened, which meant that he would either hold the title or lose the title. It's similar to Cross. Cross was meant to win the title. He won the title. He's injured. He lost his title. It was going to happen. And I think Balor as a champion has been good. Um, obviously, the whole hype around Balor in 2015 was with the, with, the, with um, Demon. But also, it allows us now to see Balor as someone that doesn't rely on him. Because he said in interviews that people were relying on the Demon when it should be Balor, not the Demon. Now, it now leads to the question of what's Balor going to do in the future? I don't know. Um, but I feel like Cross as a champion is something that they're going to do because I feel like they want him to have a, a, a quick reign, a good reign, and then for him to go on the main roster. Possibly not even lose a title, do what they've done with Asuka. Have him, have him hold it for, for, uh, for a middle amount of time because him losing the championship to who? Who is he going to lose it to? But it's going to happen. They're digging themselves into a hole. I'm digging myself into a hole. But it's going to be cross. WWE digging themselves into a hole? What's that? Look, they're, they're <laughs> causing me stress. Like try, try, Trying to predict this, I'm getting stressed out because it's, it's almost like they had the SmackDown Women's Champion lose to the tag champs. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, it's, but yeah, um, cross it is. I don't want it to happen. It's going to happen. Am I going to cry? Yes, but it's wrestling. It's wrestling. What can you say? We were doing so well until this last match, where this is the only match where we are split down the middle, and there's no one who can break a tie with. It's three cross, three baller. So. Well, that means it's going to end in double DQ. Okay, I was hoping it. I genuinely, I think this is one of the matches that this and Carter Riley. I hope it was going to be no contest because either way, someone is going to go up to the main roster, ideally. But if Balor goes up to the main roster, oh, uh, if Balor goes up to the main roster, what's going to happen? Because I don't, I doubt that there's going to be a place for him, even as a hill, unless we do the hill prince versus the head of the table. Mm. Because they 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 built Balor over the past year as a as a hill. There's no there's no arguing that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm lost at this as, moment as, in time. As long as Finn Balor stops doing cat promos. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, they had a dog take up most of the time on last NXT. Oh, well, that was yeah. that was that was for something else. <laughs> I was yeah. so confused about the dog. It's like, it's for it's for the debut of Taiba. I know, I know. I mean, eventually when they got to that last scene, I finally figured it out. But it was just like, what's with the fucking dog? You know what? Why don't we just have Bala go up to main roster, go on to SmackDown, face Logan Paul. And then Logan will squash him under three seconds. I don't oh know. God. There's, there's literally we don't know anymore. It's, it's a good thing that we can't predict it, but we can predict it at the same time. It's yeah. gonna happen. Cross is gonna win, and then we're gonna now pose the question of who's going to stop him because he is a monster. He's someone that you don't want to be in a dark, in like a, a room with because he's going to absolutely bite you and eat you alive. I mean, he's he's the fact that he's also like trained in MMA and he's he's a scary person. He's scaring me now, and I've never met him. <laughs> okay, uh, yes, across. Um, right. So our official predictions then uh, for night two: uh, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart retaining the tag team titles over the way. Uh, Gargano drops the title generally, but we're thinking Bronson Reed. Uh, Devlin becomes the undisputed cruiserweight champion. Adam Cole defeats Kyle O'Reilly, and Ballot and Cross is going to end in a double DQ, some kind of shenanigans. And yeah, um, let, let me quickly correct scenario. Probably Legato or something. I mean, that is that is very possible. Oh, it is. Noam Dar comes. It is very possible. Noam Dar comes, super kicks yes, uh, Ballot, and then it leads to a two-month program of Noam Dar versus Bala versus Cross where Noam Dar gets bullied. You mean where Noam, Noam Dar... Where, where... show on the UK brand, a show now, like, I, I, but I haven't really followed it that much. You, you, I don't know. you mean where Karrion Cross murders Noam Dar? Yeah, okay. Yeah, murder. <laughs> I would yeah. say that. Murder. Um, okay, right. We're going to wrap this one up with, um, as we've kind of alluded to, discussing people um is they going to move up to the the main roster or anything like that so i've got some things down and admittedly this might start a whole other discussion um so i think moving up to the main roster or moving across as they like to say because she's going to lose the nxt women's championship eo shrai is going to go to raw because he's going to defeat kyle o'reilly adam cole is going to go to smackdown um because they're going to drop all the titles that they have right now and not win the NXT Women's Championships, the way are going to make their way to Raw, um, and that's all four of them. And because he's going to drop the Cruiserweight title, Legado, yes, Del Fantasma, thank you. All three of them are going to go to SmackDown, um, is my thinking. And I think the reason why Legado would go is because I've just dropped my pen again. Um, is because I'm assuming that on SmackDown, where they're doing apparently a couple of WrestleMania matches that aren't quite on WrestleMania, because the the night before, um, I think Ray and Dominic are going to win the tag team titles. And I think a good first feud for them would be Legado. Okay. I'm I'm invested. Um, Possibly even getting Big E involved with the Intercontinental title as well. Um, Yeah. Um, Based on... Based on your thoughts of the way going to 
the main roster. I really hope that they don't do a promo video where it says the way is on the way. <laughs> oh, it'll be it'll be really cheesy, and there'll be a guy in a post office packaging something up, and it'll be like um, white picket fences and like a FedEx van, and it'll be like the way is on the way, and like there'll be bleeps every now and again of like a tracking number going. Mm-hmm. Your delivery is twenty four hours away. Your delivery is seven days oh, away. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking um, don't, you hate, well, don't you hate that we're now arguing or proposing the way being pushed and called up not Johnny Gargano because two years ago the question was Johnny Gargano and I only think that Gargano is fit enough to be pushed up I don't think anyone else will be able to cope so far but, well, it, we but, but the way compliments theory. him very well at this point because mm. Gargano, like for me in 2018, his whole like underdog story of him like chasing like a title or trying to get redemption after Tommaso betrayed him, that really built his character. And it kind of got stale in like 2019 when like he kind of turned heel, but he didn't. And you like, you don't know where he was going. And he started feuding with Balor. And then only when like Candace, like, you know, kick Tommaso in the nuts and then you finally figure out, oh, they got some here. I mean, first off, they start off with their dining table. They've got the cup as like a centerpiece on their dining table. You're just like, this is weird and just kind of gross, but you're like, there's something's going on here. It's kind the of only like, reason... entertaining. So as a unit, I think it actually complements Johnny's current character very well. And if they're going to bring them up on the main roster, then it could work. The only reason I would argue that the whole group wouldn't be called up is especially Indy Hartwell and to an extent Austin Theory are both not ready. Hmm. Um, Indy Hartwell has had no, barely any ring time. Like, yeah. Um, they did, they moved Theory up though, didn't they, last year? Well, yeah, they and then they put him with Back. They put a, him. a Hispanic group. The, the uh, Andrade, <laughs> Selena, and... Oh, Lisa. yeah! That happened. That whole that, thing. That is a thing that happens. Yeah. They, they put Austin Theory with a bunch of Hispanics. After seeing Theory... Um, <laughs> yeah. Unless, event, unless uh, Austin oh, Theory was like a quarter Hispanic through his grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then, still no Theory. <laughs> and then he was supposed to be with Seth, but got suspended. Right. Yeah. So, um, is there anyone else that you're thinking that might go up that I didn't mention? Um, um, so I, I've said Legado, the way Adam Cole and EO. I completely agree with EO. Mm. I I want to agree with Adam Cole, but as I mentioned earlier, I have concerns. <laughs> very very strong concerns. The very short <laughs> concerns. Well, yeah. <laughs> Very, Callum, did yeah. you have some people down? Yeah, I had. So you, you've already mentioned Cole, Legado, and EO, right? Yeah. So I don't need to go over them. No. For anyone listening, I was out of the room for about 10 minutes due to shoddy Wi-Fi. No, you don't. No, you weren't. They didn't even know. Nobody Wait, knows. Oh, well. <laughs> was, it, audio out. <laughs> was it Sky by any chance? They always... No. Oh. No, it wasn't, shockingly. But yeah. <laughs> Anyone that got hadn't heard my voice for ten minutes, don't worry, I hadn't uh, fallen off my bed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to go for the only person I'm not sure if, if he's been mentioned and say Karrion Cross is going to move to either Raw or SmackDown. 
It really is alarming, won't we, about where the yeah. barrel or cost goes up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my thinking. If Finn, you know, with me, for me, Finn Balor's going to retain. So I feel like, yeah. and as I mentioned, Vince is probably salivating over carrying Cross <laughs> as we speak. The thing is, if, if Cross goes to the main roster within about three months, he'll be split from Scarlet, like the Rusev and Lana thing. Uh, oh, I really hope that they don't even, don't even, I mean, I, I feel like she probably should be wrestling, but I, I don't think that that's necessary. Main roster is not kind to real life couples being together on storyline terms. So, yeah, that is a concern. And the way Vince yeah. thought that Rusev was um, ugly, and <laughs> he know. also he also thought that Rusev Day chants were making fun of him. Yeah. So. Such a strange man. Yes. I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty simple. We've got things to get called up. EO in the way, and that's it. Okay. I don't agree with the way being called up. I don't agree with a lot of things in life. Uh, <laughs> this is what happens, Tom. I think it should just be EO and Gargano, but I think the way it comes now as a package, and as, as Alan said, it complements him in the direction that he's going. If EO does stay in NXT uh, after losing to Gonzalez, you kind of pose the question why? It's, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a it's a dead horse now. Like, don't don't try and ride well, it. Yeah, and I think it's it's time for EO to yeah. go to Raw or SmackDown. Like, yeah, I feel like it's time it's time for us to see her have like matches with like, you know, like other like sh- with with Shayna possibly with Charlotte in singles with, you know, I I mean no, I don't really need to see her face Rhea again. So put them in opposite. I'd love to see Asuka. Uh, yeah. Asuka. Potentially, you know, even when Naomi is on, she has good matches. Mm. Um, even Natalia, you know, I'd like it's to see. E- yeah, I'd like to see EO do more things. The the problem, I mean, well, now we're getting into a main roster problem where the women aren't really treated that well, unless they are Charlotte. Mm. So mm. pretty much. I mean, are we? We're talking about obviously wrestlers going up to the main roster. Are we going to see anyone debut over the two nights at Takeover? Is there's no position um, there? Don't not not so. a kind of rely on see, someone. I, think... I mean, they already. Is so there anyone would... in? The, is there is is there anyone in the ether right now? Is there somebody? Well, that's... they already told us that Taya is debuting after Takeover. Mm. Oh, is she going, going by Frankie or is, is that the is that her dog's name? Uh, that's a dog's name. Oh, <laughs> see, oh, that's great because the dog's over already in my mind. <laughs> there's speculation because I mean there was like a report recently that they trademarked a name, Frankie Monet or something like that, and that that was going to be her name. But it's also speculation that it could be the dog's name. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't understand why she can't just be Taya and just get mm. rid of the Valkyrie because WWE has to own the name. Yeah. Um, but as far as like other people that have signed, I don't know if there's anybody else. I mean, Christian Casanova uh, just signed. 
Um, I don't know Ooh. if they're going to debut him with a new Could name. Could be anyone from the main roster. We've got to take into consideration that the, the um, rarities that it happens. They announced the recent uh, slate of recruits, so that included Taya, but it also included, uh, I think, Rick Steiner's son. Yes, well, he's not ready. The NFL, but he's not ready. Uh, he's not ready. I'm, ch- I'm just going through right now who who these people. Bronson Wright Steiner. No, that's not. Yeah, that's Rick Steiner. Yeah, that's that's that's, yeah, that's him. I mean, honestly, the only other name I heard was um, what's his name, Parker Bordeaux, or yeah, not ready. Brock Lesnar lookalike or Brock Lesnar's not ready. Son? He he does not have he he's straight out of college. Uh, he's not even a former wrestler. He's a former oh. football player who has no training whatsoever. So okay, so yeah, I saw on Twitter. Um, I didn't follow up on it, but it was like a state champion wrestler. An actual remember wrestling, yeah. actual wrestling, not pro an actual wrestler. And he um he tweeted. WWE or Vince or he tweeted someone and he got a reply from it and he kind of led to a speculation because he was like a Shelton Benjamin he was a prodigy he was, he was um, I, I think I know who you're talking about it was like Gable something yeah something like that and it's, yeah, I, they, I think I don't think he signed yet but I, I mean yeah. I'm looking I'm looking at the list of like recruits right now and like the only person I could think of that could possibly like be ready out of these people that I'm looking at is Christian Casanova. Everybody else kind of looks newer. Um, and I don't the one know person have... to throw out that I've been keeping an eye on um, is Speedball Mike Bailey. But I think he, if he's going to go anywhere, he's probably going to go AEW. Yeah. Um, yeah. He, yes. He had the whole thing where um, he he is Canadian, but he traveled to the US without a visa or like without like the right permit or something, and they yeah, banned and him from going through the I US for five him. years. Right. Yeah, he, he yeah. couldn't he couldn't leave for like two years or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He had so I saw he, him live once uh, locally at an indie show in Toronto. Uh, he was competing against uh, Josh Alexander. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just oh, that was just brutal. The the, the well. The one of the best matches I've ever seen live was Bailey versus Osprey. Um, that was fantastic, um, and I think, it, I think he's at the point now where because his five year ban has been lifted, surely places have made contact with him, um, and mm-hmm. I think if he's going anywhere, he's probably going AEW. But okay, yeah, I've got, probably. I've got two. One definitely is controversial, but the oh. other one is less so controversial. Okay. Will uh, David Hart Smith be in NXT? Mm. Yeah, he's he's over in Tampa, Orlando this week for the for the Hall of Fame. There, definitely the, has been there, and there was talk of him possibly joining NXT UK instead. But yes. you know, is there is there a chance that he'll be in the main NXT? I mean, I would like that for him. I yeah. I, I mean, I always hated that WWE never figured out what to do with him. Hmm. Um. And then he left and had a good career in New Japan. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I would love that for him. I would love for him to come back. Yeah, because I don't know whether he's more, I assume he's more American-based now rather than living here in the UK. Yeah, well, he's, I think he's lived in Canada his whole life, right? Yeah. Because his mother is... Who was your controversial one, Colin? Tessa Blanchard. I knew it. Uh well I mean she was training with Bailey and Sasha. 
I wish, but there's there's I, a lot there's a lot that Saranza that would see her not being signed by any major company. Well, um, WWE doesn't care about that. But yeah, as, as you <laughs> said, Mike, they don't really care about that. And I think she'd be a welcome addition should EO, maybe Candice and Indy all go to the, the main roster. Yeah, you you need new female stars to that that woman's roster already. Yes, and adding Blanchard, yes, it's a controversial signing, would definitely help to that roster. I mean, also, at, yeah, like as a, a WWE seems like the best fit for her. Um, I mean, if she went to AEW, she'd be an immediate, immediate main eventer in their division. But Tony Khan seems to be very um, keen on not signing controversial people. He already said Hulk Hogan is banned from AEW. So, um, I don't. I I could totally see her in WWE, and of course, playing up the uh, these two horsemen daughters, either teaming or facing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, th- okay. I feel there will be there will be a surprise at some point over the two nights that will either be a new signing or or someone coming from Raw, just to you know, I guess make make fans invested for the following Tuesday's debut episode. Mm. True. Yeah. Good shout. Okay. All right. We're going to wrap it up there then. Um, we are very much looking forward to NXT TakeOver over the two nights. Should be some good shows. Um, a whole lot of wrestling for us all to get through. Um, but I'm going to throw it around the table. If you've got anything you want to plug, feel free to plug it. Tell us where you can find us on Twitter and things like that. Um, so, Tom, if you want to kick off. Um. I've got nothing to plug. Just carry on staying tuned to SLCD because this week is going to be mental for us. We are going to be knackered. We're going to be tired. We're going to be frustrated to an extent, but we have got your best intentions at heart and we love it as much as you do. Just stay tuned. Um, There are big things coming with us. I think as a group, we are... And I've only been here for a couple of months, but we are so together now. We're doing group pieces. We're doing group podcasts. I think never sleep under the name of SLTD and never never bet against nice. Very nice. Mike, anything from you? Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at MikeJC821 if you want. Um, uh usually just complaining about WWE on there. But... <laughs> Starting to put a rivalry. It's literally, it's literally what I look forward to every single week. Because what you say majority of the time is correct. And it's something that people are thinking, but not saying. And it's yeah. enjoyable. I'm not going to lie. Um, uh, look out for, uh, as I continue to do the AEW Dynamite reviews on SLTD. Uh, I don't know if, uh, if that's going to be happening this week because of all the wwe stuff but um and uh my website mike jc on wrestling where i basically do the exact same thing i do on twitter (laughs) but uh, more characters yeah um and yeah that's it alan anything from you um, it's uh, Alan again. I'm uh, at the Cantastic on Twitter and Instagram, and also you can follow me on a uh, Cantastic Wrestle Corner on SLTD. 
um, yeah, just look for my impact reviews. And um, I'm not sure if I might do one this coming week as well, since we are bombarded by WrestleMania or WWE content. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know who, how else the other companies can compete with WWE this coming week. Take a week off. Well, Impact a, has their AEW has a house show, but nobody's going to be able to see that. And Impact has their their pointless pay per view at three p.m. The, I, the when first, I heard about the that first was night of Mania, going to do it night one of WrestleMania, <laughs> and then I heard they moved it to three in the afternoon. I'm like, well, okay, that's the only way. They, that's the only way they could do it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what big matches they have for that, except uh, the only one I heard is Jazz, uh, the veteran, is going to face Deanna Perrazzo for the Impact World Women's title. But um, if she yeah, loses, Jazz It's going to be her, yeah, her retirement. Probably going to be at the end of her career. So other than yeah. that, um, I've got nothing else to plug for now. Uh, that's all for me. Anything from you, Callum? Yeah, just follow me on Twitter, at Callumowen98. Um, there will be oh, there's there's a lot going on in the next week as everyone else has mentioned. Uh, there will be a post on the Hall of Fame. There will be WrestleMania predictions, and I will be doing a takeover prediction. So anyone else uh, that wants to join me on those takeover predictions and then the Mania predictions a few days later, then, then they can. It is warm. Oh, you, so you, so so uh, at Tom Callan, is that correct? At Tom Callan. Uh, Tom four, Callan sixteen. Tom Callan sixteen. Yeah. I'm not got, 16. That's how old he is. No, I'm his, eighteen. Uh, <laughs> if you've got to plug his Twitter, so we'll do it for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um so as Tom said, you 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 should never bet on an ace or whatever that the line was. <laughs> 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 you should always bet with Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Gargano for the win. Unless he scoppers it for you again. Um, yeah, uh, so like always, I'm far and done film on Twitter. Um, what have I done this week? Uh, I finished my walking, so my 10,000 steps a day every day for March. I managed to raise 510 pounds for cancer research, so that was all good stuff. Um, as everyone else has already mentioned, we have got loads coming your way this week, so this is already the second podcast of the week you would have already listened to, or hopefully you've already listened to the NXT TakeOver theme quiz that we did. Um, the next few podcasts that are going to come your way, so myself, Ty and Callum um, are coming your way with a Fantasy WrestleMania card, which is going to be probably Friday. And then we are hoping, we're definitely going to drop a podcast on Saturday. It's either going to be a live WrestleMania predictions or just a, we didn't figure out live, so here's recorded WrestleMania predictions. But we'll see how well we go. Um, so all of that to look forward to. And obviously, WrestleMania and this week itself um, kicking off. Already would have kicked off. You would have already watched War, Raw and things like that, or possibly even Hall of Fame by now. Um, yeah, so that's it from us. It's been a long one. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time.